This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries, official sponsor of Faction 46 and Nice Motorsports Truck Series teams. Forney offers versatile welding and plasma cutting machines, along with a full line of metalworking accessories for beginners, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals. Forney has everything you need for your next metalworking project. Shop for these top-of-the-line products at ForneyIND.com, that's F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. What's so, the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. You know, you, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experiences of trying to chase down this, uh, this bootlegger and this, this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappeared. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was a chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast. Oh my god, guys! Yes! Yes! 
guys are the best. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, what a year. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the final stream of the season. My name is Eric. I am your host this week. Jarrett, what did you have to say to the people at home? It. I'm so sorry. I had every word but Senate muted. <coughs> what was that? Oh, sorry. Uh, I am the Senate. Uh, very nice, very nice. <laughs> well, welcome to the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, final stream of the year. My name is Eric Estep. I am joined, as always, by Daniel Baldwin, just below me there, Danny B Talks. Uh, diagonally, we've got Darian Gilliam, a.k.a. Hello. Black Flags Matter, and you just uh, met him, even though I'm sorry he was muted for like the first two words of his oh, bit. Uh, Jared. Hello. The Iceberg. Uh, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the stream, uh, Championship Edition. We're talking all things Phoenix. We don't have a race to preview this week, so we can spend a little extra time kind of just... We can preview the Daytona 500, can't we? Yeah. yeah. yeah or no, the Clash. Early. We can preview the Clash. Never man. too early yeah. to talk about the Clash. Um, well, we could do that. Really, I think uh, a large portion of the stream will be kind of just us reminiscing about the great moments of racing this season, great moments on this show, if there were any, quite honestly. Uh, and then we can talk a little bit about next year if we relent, if we really we want to, Danny. Uh, never too early to start planning. But guys, Phoenix happened. Joey Logano is your 2022 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Let's start with the Cup race, Jarrett. How does Joey Logano now being a two-time champion? How does that change his legacy right now? And maybe the second part of the question: How far do you think he can go? He's only 32 years old. Uh, well, I, th- I think right away, I mean, he's the only person outside of Kyle Busch that's currently racing full-time that is going to be, at this point, a multi-time champion. So I think in that respect, uh, it, it changes his legacy a lot in the, in the respect that he's pulled away in some way from everybody else in the field at this point and those who will be coming up soon. Uh, being 32 years old and already having 31 wins, I believe it is. I think he's tied with Martin Truex Jr. at the moment for wins, and I think he has a bit more longevity than than him. I'm actually gonna. Jared, I just noticed the, you the changed your username to I. Am I saw the that. <laughs> I was when waiting you, for when, somebody to notice when you had him full scurry, and I was like, "Does that really say that?" Spencer in the chat noted it first. So I, I was like, "Wait, what? Hold on." <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've been I've been realizing I can I can work on those, but. Uh, getting back to Joey Logano real quick. Um, he is tied for 28th all-time right now with Martin Shurex Jr. at 32 years old. Uh, he is not even close age-wise to the prime of his career yet as a NASCAR driver. That will probably come in the next five to, say, seven, eight years. Say, you know, the next 10 years, he averages two wins a year. He's already going to be up there with greats like Ned Jarrett and Junior Johnson, Lee Petty, Rusty Wallace. Kevin Harvick, uh, and he's going to have a lot more time to be able to actually run up there uh, and get more wins than them. Uh, I'm looking at the guys that he could very easily pass in the next year or two. Dale Jarrett with 32 wins, Kurt Busch, 34, Fireball Roberts, 33, yeah. Kozlowski, 35, mm-hmm. Kenseth, 39. A lot of the people you're naming there, Kenseth, Kozlowski, uh, Jarrett, if I'm not mistaken, uh, just one-time champions. And I know we look at championships a little bit differently in the modern age and, you know, the 2010s and 2020s than maybe we do in the 90s, 80s and before. But like the fact that he's already a two-time champion and, you know, has a good probably 10 more years minimum to maybe win another one or two, like if he wins two more titles, which I think is doable, same number as Jeff Gordon. He's never going to reach the 90 something wins that Jeff Gordon has, but like 
I, I don't know. Do, do you think he'll ever be in the conversation? Not with not with Petty Earnhardt and uh, and 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 Johnson, the seven time champions. I don't think he ever gets to that level. But do you think he'll ever be in the same conversation with the the wall trips or maybe even like Jeff Gordon one day? I mean, let's see, thirty one wins and he's thirty two. Race is probably competitively fifteen more years. Let's say. Uh, I don't think it's out of the question win-wise. If he's in the range of Bobby Allison, Daryl Waltrip, Jimmy Johnson, Kale Yarbrough, Dale Earnhardt. Like, I don't think that's out of the question with how young he is. It's not like Kyle Busch where he's like in his late 30s and has shown signs of deterioration. Like At this point, Logano has shown that, yeah, every even year he'll be in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I honestly, God, think that, that he can be in the conversation with them. Uh, do I think that, you know, do I think he'll win more championships than Gordon? No, just because the system is very much geared towards making it much more difficult towards the end of the year for someone to lock in. You can't uh, it, say what you will about the, the point system we have now. You can't break this system the way Jimmy Johnson broke the chase or the way Earnhardt and Petty broke full season points and, and figured, figured out the, the way to go about it. It's different every year. Um, but I think wins wise, he could be right up there in the seventies or eighties by the time he's out, which it would put him in probably the top 10 all time. Yeah, I, I, right now he's a two-time champion. Only 17 drivers in NASCAR history have have won uh, more than one Cup Series title. So, Darian, I want to shift over to you here. Uh, how does being a two-time champion change Joey Logano's legacy in the here and now? Well, it's crazy. It's night and day compared to 10 years ago because just 10 years ago, we were some were calling him a NASCAR bust. They were writing him off like, oh, another Joe Gibbs racing failure. He can only win in the Xfinity series, which he could at the time, too. It was crazy. He would win like eight or nine wins in Xfinity and then only like one, two wins every like four years or something like that. But no, I mean, no, this definitely changes his legacy, too. And then when you also consider the fact that um it's it's extremely hard to become a multiple time champion in this era too and he's won both of his championships in this era too i mean he joins um a very um exclusive club with him and kyle bush uh, being the only two to do that so that's pretty neat company to be in um yeah but but yeah no i you know how, how many wins does he have so far uh, in his career 31 so yeah so like again like you know to jared's earlier points you know around 10 to 15 years of you know of competitiveness still hasn't reached his peak yet so yeah i don't think it's out of the question that yeah if if, if he does play his cards right you know he could definitely um, be in that conversation with the wall trips and maybe even gordon down the road here's a cool tidbit here from uh Brody peter in the chat uh he's the first multi-time ford champion since david pearson wow oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. and then for team penske too like he's the first multi-time champion in nascar for team penske right and Penske that, winning the IndyCar championship and the NASCAR Cup Series championship this year. It's been a big year for yeah. uh, for the captain. Uh, I want to I want to talk to you for a second here, Danny. Uh, Logano's two for five now in his championship four appearances. He's won it twice. That's a forty percent winning percentage. Like that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I guess Kyle Larson is a hundred percent. He's one for one. I know Kyle Busch is two for five as well, but I don't think there's anyone else with this format who has as good of a winning percentage in the championship race. So like, is Logano just like clutch like what What do you think yeah i mean that's definitely really good odds and i guess other people come to mind uh we've seen multiple guys make it multiple years like consecutively like there was that run where it was like always 
Truex, uh, Bush, Harvick, they were always in there, but you know, they each only won at one time while they was in there. Now he's had five attempts at it. He's won it twice, like you said. So 40% is really good. Chase Elliott's won it one time and it's three times he's been in there. So I think there's multiple guys that can still be kind of clutch at the same time too. But as far as Logano goes, that's really good. And, you know, you guys are saying earlier, he's, he's only in his lower thirties. If you consider Kevin Harvick is still racing at 46 years old. Um, Kurt Busch had planned to be racing longer, but unfortunately we're not able to at 44 years old. So, you know, if he, if he has a career, even like those guys, as far as like the length of time with it, I mean, we could very well easily see Logano have, you know, five to seven more chances at, at, at this, if he's able to get himself in championship four a lot more times. Um, but who knows what will happen as this car progresses, how he'll be with it in the long run. So it's just kind of a wait and see kind of thing, but he's got plenty of time to stack up a few more. Now, because of the fact he's had a few times and he's only got it to two times, I wouldn't say he's necessarily going to go on a Jimmy Johnson-esque run where he gets multiple consecutive or anything, but I would not rule out the possible four championships at total for Joe Logano, maybe even five. You know, I wouldn't rule it out because of the way this format works. If he can, you know, learn to finesse a little bit more as things go on, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if that happens at Logano down the road. Yeah, I mean, he was dominant. I think we can kind of focus more on this race in particular for a moment. Uh, talking about Phoenix, it was really the Joey Logano show. Uh, like we've we've talked plenty about what he can do in the future. There's certainly going to be many more opportunities down the road for Joey Logano to contend for more and more Cup championships. But what happened this weekend? I think from Friday through Sunday was was utter domination. And I mean, Joey Logano, I think deserves a lot of credit for that. It, it sounded like he and his crew chief, Paul Wolf also gave Ryan Blaney and his team a lot of credit for also mm-hmm. unloading fast and being able to bounce notes and ideas off of two of them were the class of the field. Like, do y'all think did, did any of the championship four really have anything for Joey Logano at any point Sunday? Well, when you consider this one fact that just only that um, in the race, there was only one lap of green flag action where one of the championship four contenders was ahead of Joey Logano, then that says it all right there, man. It was really a no contest. I mean, it seemed like right from the very beginning, really from the um, ever since qualifying had had um, had um, had taken place. Um, he won. He he um he wins the pole, and then right away in stage one, too, he just dominates. Just you know, he's in his own zip code, and then I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like it seemed like at the beginning of stage three that um it was looking like Chase Elliott might have had something for him maybe, but then you know he turned himself unfortunately. But Ooh. but yeah, no, it was really it was really a no contest, and I think you could really trace it back to him getting locked up, um, locked in the championship four early. He had two whole weeks. I mean, that team had two whole weeks to just focus on the Phoenix setup, and it paid dividends. Yeah, exactly. In a day and age where the cars are all identical, I mean, they're all getting the same parts. It's just how you assemble it and then how you prepare it from a setup standpoint, having two extra weeks to solely focus on Phoenix. Like Logano didn't run that great at Homestead or Martinsville. I think he ran like between eighth and 12th in both races. He was just pretty mediocre. He did fine. He did okay. But no, their focus was clearly on Homestead and and Jared. It clearly worked out because yeah, like Darian said, only one lap of that entire race was spent with a different championship four driver out front. Like he started on the pole and Christopher Bell, meanwhile, is back there in like 17th Chastain's in 25th. Like the, the gap from between the guys with experience and the drivers who were there for the first time was was, I think, staggering. I don't know if you saw it the same way. Chastain's yeah. qualifying run shocked me because I think he was very fast in practice. Sorry for interrupting there. 
No, no, I, I, I felt like Bell at the end, his, his setup had like finally come in and it seemed like he was actually running laps that were comparable to what Logano was doing and with the restarts being so close, he would have had a shot, but they, I mean, his crew absolutely collapsed at the worst possible, possible moment. And unless they changed it, isn't that the same crew that, uh, that was swapped and had stuff changed around with Bubba Wallace's crew. They had, yeah. I know they changed a couple of crew members. I'm not sure. Wasn't it the Jackman, I believe, who got his finger caught? I think it was the Jackman. Maybe it was. Oh, yeah. He had his. No, no. Um, it was one of the tire changers had his well, finger caught. Whoever it was. I'm, I'm not sure if they were, you know, one of the Bubba crews. But that, that's possible. There's definitely a point. I, I, I think what was happening there was he's basically just trying to hold the tire on as he went to lock it in and it just kind of got wedged in there. Yeah. Mm. No, I, and I, I, I think. There was the RFK crew member, uh, Keselowski's crew, I think that got, or maybe it was Bushers, who got sort of like sideswiped by somebody as they were coming in. I know he went to the hospital and has been since released and is recovering. I don't know what the latest update on Bell's crew member is. I know he was icing his hand on pit road. That leads me to believe that yeah, it may be serious, but it's not like, you know, career threatening, hopefully. Um, but obviously wishing him the best. It was an unfortunate and seemingly very painful mistake that, yeah, like you said, Jared, kind of cost Bell a shot because it looked to me like Bell had almost enough of a long run car to challenge Logano. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure he passes him without severe lap traffic assistance, but he at least had enough to like keep Logano in his sights and keep him honest. Whereas I don't think any other driver really at any point today, besides Blaney, who mm -hmm. wasn't in the championship picture really had that chance. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also too, clean air was King all night or yeah, all yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, Chastain, like he started to make a bit of a run, but it yeah. was like he had to, he had to basically capitalize off of any problem whatsoever in lap traffic that the 22 had. And it was with the 12 there anyway, it probably wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. He, you know, Logano that, had enough of a buffer with him. That's what I was thinking is Blaney was kind of there to play defense if Logano needed it. I felt like they were both sort of sandbagging a little bit in the final, but, however yeah. long it was, 30 laps. <laughs> But at the same time, I know Blindy got out in his post-race interviews. He was seemingly kind of kind of pissed at the way that went off. So I don't know if he was really trying to be where he was. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's – maybe, like, obviously they can't come over the radio and say, hey, don't pass Logano or don't race him because that could be a penalty. So that, maybe, they, maybe there was a pre-race – They just take the championship away from him if you did that. Well, exactly. Well, actually, maybe there was a pre-race plan that said, hey, if you're behind Logano late, do not pass him. And that was just well, a pre-race plan. Especially when Chastain was that close. I mean, it yeah. would just be like if he had tried to race him to try to get a win, and Chastain could have Chastain could have caught up to him. Yeah. Well, Ryan Blaney, he I don't know if y'all saw his post-race interview. Like Dave Burns, I guess, had sort of asked him that was sort of leading to that question. And then like Ryan Blaney was just like, No, I just couldn't pass him. Man, what a what a dumb question. I was like, whoa, like dang, like he said he, <laughs> that's, like, that's he told not Dave a dumb Burns question. Well, no. <laughs> well, Peter adds in the chat, Roger told Blaney, quote, you're the 22's wingman. No. Did he say that over the radio? Because I didn't hear that. So Pete, so, well, it's a, I don't know if it's over the radio. I just that's what Peter says in the chat. Yeah. That's what Roger yeah. told Blaney. Yeah. And mm. also too, Blaney's frustrated because now I like mean, he he didn't score a win. This is like the first season yeah. um, he's raced um, yeah. in his full-time cup career where he didn't score a win, unfortunately. It's so. like all those wins he got last year. It's like, okay, you can get all those wins last year, but trade in your 2022 Yeah, style. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. Blaney is cursed to win one race a year. So since he won three last year, yes. that means the next two years he's got to go mm -hmm. win this to pay, pay the tax. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you mentioned Ross Chastain, Jarrett. Uh, I, I want to talk about – I kind of want to spend a moment talking about each playoff or championship four driver – uh, we've talked about Logano. 
what this means for his legacy. Sky's the limit. I think we all agree. Um, but Ross Chastain ends up second. And I was in the media center after the race when he was talking to everybody. And and he sounded, I, I'm, I, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said that he kind of expected to be a lot angrier, a lot more upset if he finished second. Like he said, all week leading up to this race, he kind of thought about like, how am I going to feel if I finish second? And I'm really close, but don't quite get there. He thought he'd be angry. And he said, really, he was just, he really wasn't. He was very um, kind of at peace with it. Still hungry for more, of course. But to me, what that told me was Ross Chastain maybe has finally turned that corner. He's no longer forced to scratch and claw for every position because he's in inferior equipment. Now he maybe finally feels comfortable. He's like, hey, I am in one of the best cars. This won't be my only chance at a win. This won't be my only chance at a championship. Maybe going forward, we see a Ross Chastain that is a little more patient. That's not get, get, get all the time and is a little more give. I don't know. Uh, but either way, he was, he sounded, I don't know, surprisingly just grateful to even be in this position. Um, but I guess, gentlemen, we start with you, Danny. Ross Chastain, first year with Trackhouse, second in the championship. Like, that's a pretty, nobody expected them to be there. Mm-mm. No, definitely not. And, and it's funny, before, uh, before Trackhouse even bought Chip Ganassi Racing, the plan originally was going to have uh, Chastain back in the 42, I think. And Zane Smith would have been in a one car for Chip Ganassi Racing. So now it's funny yeah. how that how that all worked out. Zane Smith become a Truck Series champion, and uh, Chastain was fighting for the uh, Cup Series championship because of the way that all went down. But you know, also you think about it like this, it was going to be a lot for Chastain just to win his first race this season because you know where what his background, where it's come from, and. I think he exceeded his own goals. He won two races this year. So, you know, he had to have the goal of winning one race and he got two wins. But when I talked about uh, in a video last week where I gave a reason for every driver to win a championship and a reason for every driver to lose a championship, the reason I gave for Ross to lose a championship is that he has not been able to be clutch and win here late in the season. He got all his wins earlier in the year, Mm -hmm. but as the season progressed, everyone caught up. Uh, They just did not have the same speed that they had earlier in the year and he couldn't win the races when he needed to. And that's why I didn't think he would be able to win it this weekend. Ultimately, you know, proved, proved me right to a point, had a great finish, but and he's had a lot of great finishes this year because he's had the most top fives, but ultimately that wasn't enough. You got to be able to win it in this type of uh, format. Didn't Daniel Suarez win like the final track house race of the season? Right, like yeah, his yes. was more recent. Yes, you're yeah. right. It was more recent than Ross Chastain's, but I mean, all in all, it was still a fantastic year. Like, I think if I were to go watch our first podcast of the season in February, I don't think any of us chose Ross Chastain to go this far. So, I mean, but little did we know, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, overall, a spectacular year. I mean, unfortunately, you know, like Danny had said earlier, towards the end of the year, just all the other teams are starting to catch up, you know, and you know, it just happens. But they were able to stay consistent when it mattered the most. Um, you know, looking back at Las Vegas, you know, like, I mean, obviously Joe, Joey Logano had, um, the fresher tires there too, but if, you know, a few things would have fell, fallen Ross Chastain's way, then, Hey, he would have gotten the win. And then that would have given that team more time to prepare their Phoenix setup. So that's a, that's another what if, but, but no, and I mean, obviously everyone's going to remember 2020, his, uh, his, uh, 2022 season for the insane video game move at Martinsville. But yeah, no, overall, a good season and really also a um, sort of a chaotic one, too, with all the attention that move brought to him and the sport as well. 
And then also, you know, his fuse with Denny Hamlin and yeah. then getting the better of Denny Hamlin <laughs> when Ultimately, it matters the most. Yeah. He so. had a lot of uh, main character energy this year. He, like, it's just, yeah, it's yeah, just crazy. That, that is like, a good way think, to put it. He, he felt yeah, like just, the main character of this season. The ups yeah, and downs, just, the trials and tribulations. Go ahead. Sorry, Darian. Yeah, I, I was just saying, just think where he was. Just think back to where he was in 2018. Because, yeah, we were, I mean, we were ending season one and we were like, oh, we can't wait to see him drive for Tip Gannett. And then all that stuff happened and stuff. So oh, just yeah. to get to this point, like, oh, it was, it was crazy. It seemed like his career was down in the dumps there for a moment. But then, and, yeah, spectacular well, comeback. Honestly, because I want to hear from you in a second here, Jarrett. But also think back even to just, was it Gateway earlier this year? Where he gets yep. out of the car and is just like ready to, to quit. He's ready to say, like, hang it up and say, I'm not good enough after the mistakes he made. And he was very mm-hmm. open and honest and emotional about it. Like, that's what, that's what I think when you say like, main character energy, that's exactly right. Like, from the underdog beginnings, you know, nobody knows what to expect out of the new guy with the still very young team to the struggles, finding his footing, trying not to make too many enemies failing at that along the way to uh then winning winning two races again two years ago nobody saw ross chastain winning cup races at this point to uh ultimately making it all the way to the championship for coming up just just this close this far off of it jared uh, ross chastain season i feel like is going to be what's talked about as much or more than mm-hmm. logano's this year it will i i have i have a question for for chastain going into the next year though is when 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 you're looking at like drivers who have like proved themselves that they're there like it's not even a, you know it might not even be like a super memorable win but there's just a race where they go out and they just take the field behind the woodshed and in typical Chastain fashion his wins were in a absolute crazy finish at the end of Coda and Talladega and what I would want from Chastain moving forward, because what he did this year is great. He's the feel-good story of this year, I think. Um, I want to see Chastain take that next step next year. Uh, and in, in a lot of ways, what a lot of people would say is put the beginning, middle, of an, and end to a race together and just go out and be the best guy out there, win unchallenged, and prove that you, you don't have to win in these crazy ways. Because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. But... It it was what 27, 26 races now that he hasn't won a race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was unsustainable. Yeah. Knock, you're not yes. gonna be able to knock AJ Allmendinger out of the way for a win every single week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then also the crazy Talladega finish. So yeah, those wins were mm-hmm. just just barely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you think about how much things could have been different if he hadn't got those wins. Uh, mm-hmm. You go back to Coda. Bowman was making a I good move. I, okay. knew I, knew I knew it. I knew it. All roads lead to Bowman. Hey, yeah. but it's just because we do have to talk about it. He I was know, close. He was close to winning that one, and then uh, Almaninger kind of like made that not happen. And then the whole thing of Taldega, that was all like crazy of Eric Jones and Kyle Larson. I don't know what they was thinking throwing that block but chastain didn't care he was ready mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's so the thing is, is all just someone made a move and he yeah. was there right he's, he's two different moves away from having a winless season and being an awesome story and so that's what i'm saying is go out there and just have that like go to gateway that would be perfect go to gateway and lead like 150 laps and just prove that no i don't have to win in crazy ways because i like what he did this year but i wouldn't be i would not be he, I wouldn't be surprised if he got six wins next year. I also wouldn't be surprised if he went winless next year. 
Like, yeah, and it's it's the fair. craziest driver in the series because there's no other driver who I could think that with. I mean, I he hasn't won in 27 it, races. Yeah. Can, can, can I make a note real quick? Since we're on the we were on the subject of if things happen a certain way, then this X wouldn't have happened. I, I realized that earlier this week. Uh, do you guys realize that if Chase Briscoe didn't mess up a dirt Bristol, Kyle Busch would have went winless in his last season. Joe Gibbs mm-hmm. Racing. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's just crazy to think about. It's been yeah. that type of year. But I mean, for Ross Chastain, yeah, I agree, Jared. Like, I feel like next year there's going to be no in between. It's either going to be really good or he's going to regress a ton. You know, I don't so. even think he regret. I like a, a winless season. Yes, regression in the win column, but he's, you know, been. A, he still remains consistent. But yeah, if he has, but if he doesn't he get the a most win, top fives yeah. in the series mm-hmm. this year, I'm pretty as, sure. As, mm-hmm. as long as he fires back, I think. Let's say, let's just say, 15 top tens and 10 top fives, maybe a win. That's, that's that's nothing to be uh, upset about. Now, if he comes out and only does like four top tens throughout the year, then I'd be concerned. Yeah, but well, it's also predicated on if his team will take the next step too. So I mean, him. yeah, look like th- this is this is an interesting stat. This is the first season, total season, uh, aside from the eight race season in nineteen forty nine, where no driver has led a thousand laps or more. Yeah, dang, we just like, talk about parity, man. And you look at the guys that led. Like, if you look at how many laps he led, I think he led 617 laps this year. I think he could hit 1,000 next year because I think ne- next year will probably be a more normal year. And now I'll say this. You can clip me next year when it's crazier. Um, but, I mean, you look at who he's been around this year. Like, when it comes to to laps led, he's basically done the same as Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson. That's yeah. pretty good. Pretty good company. I, yeah. Most I think... top tens, most top fives. He twenty-one top top tens, fifteen top fives. Um, the DNF column might need to get worked on. He had five DNFs this year. Yeah, but I, I, I think I think yeah. next year, uh, what Jarrett just said, being a little bit more normal. I think next year we'll see a few more teams be more used with this car, especially if they make any changes. We'll see what happens. I'm going to say there's still some parity, but I'm going to say. Like only eleven winners next year is my prediction right now. Eleven I, winners. I, I, so I it wasn't that 11. long ago. It wasn't that long ago that we had Bubba Jones, who's the mm. third guy, sweep the first round. Oh, Busher, that we had them sweep the first round of the playoffs. That was, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm I, I'm just thinking there'll be someone. <laughs> so, sorry, there'll be someone that gets the hang of it next year. I feel I, like I think I think it'll be less than what nineteen this year, but I don't. I wouldn't yeah. go eleven. I think it'll be in the yeah. fifteen to sixteen range I, if I had to predict. If I'm looking at next year, though, I mean, you're looking at some of these some of these guys early in the year that had issues that could have won multiple races. I mean, Denny Hamlin, for instance, he he looked like he was on his way to winning at Las Vegas before shifting. Yeah, you know, and and that's a, that's a problem that a lot of these drivers went through early. Uh, you're looking at, at Auto Club, for instance, some of these guys spinning out like the you know and having issues with tires, like Tyler Reddick. It's not probably going to happen as much next year, so. I wouldn't be surprised if we're actually going to be talking more about points next year. Uh, just just because these, just like in 2008, just like in 2014, the best teams, they, they're the ones that take the biggest steps in the offseason and hit the ground running the next year. Doesn't mean we're not going to be competitive by any means. I mean, 2014, I think, uh, was like this year, had five, winner, uh, five wins for the most. But, I mean, you could have a 2008, like with the COT, where – three guys go out and win two thirds of the races. I, I, I think it's going to be like somewhere in between that next year. Sure. I, I'm, I'm going to say this now 
for preseason, like very early preseason, way too early in the preseason to even make preseason. It's barely the off season. <laughs> I want to say this. I think Kyle Larson's going to bounce back, not not to twenty twenty one levels, but maybe the number one driver at Hendrick levels again. Yeah, um, I could see that. I could see him getting seven wins next year. That's my. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to stop you guys, but I don't want to get too off topic because we were kind of going down the line of championship yeah, drivers. We'll say. talk next year towards the end of the show here. Um, but as I saw Mickey Logano put in the chat, uh, Ross Chastain for most popular driver. Voting is uh, is open. I believe. Uh, I, he's he, not going to be. He, voting he is sponsored not, by Hooters. He will uh, not beat Chase Elliott, but no. he could be a close like third or fourth at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I expect him to be among the finalists. Uh, Speaking of Chase Elliott, let's talk about him. Uh, in my opinion, he seemed to be, he qualified well fifth, but early on, he was the only one of the championship four moving backwards slightly. He seemed to mm-hmm. me to be the weakest of the four this weekend, which was a little surprising. Um, I guess not if you consider that he'd been kind of inconsistent during these playoffs, but the big drama of the race between the championship guys, at least, came early in stage three when on a restart, uh, Chase Elliott went low. Everyone went low onto the apron, and he came down across the front nose of Ross Chastain, spun and hit the inside wall. That ended his race. race. It shouldn't even be. It shouldn't even be drama. That was on Chase. Yeah, it's his fault, man. Sorry, I'm not even. I'm not even trolling or nothing. I just yeah. That that was that was on that was on Chase Elliott. My my wife is a Chase Elliott fan. She even admitted that was all on Chase. Yeah, I mean, look, you're driving for a championship. Like you can't really. I mean, like they're not going to give an inch, you know. So it's like, well, okay, I, I will push back on that. I think there are a lot of drivers in that field who would have given Chase Elliott a couple inches there. Well, not are, Ross. He no, not right. Exactly. Not Ross. That's <laughs> yeah. where I, I do believe. I do agree. I think the vast majority of the blames on Elliott. He just, he kept coming down. Chastain had the position. Elliott, mm-hmm. he probably just didn't know he was down there. Kept coming down. It's on Elliott. But at the same time, there are a lot of drivers out there that would have moved a little bit that wouldn't have backed out necessarily, but would have gone lower to give Chase Elliott a little bit of room there. The thing is that Elliott and his team needed to have the awareness to know that Chase uh, Ross Chastain is not one of those guys. Ross Chastain, the moment you see he's restarting behind you on the inside lane, you knew exactly where that number one car was going. So why would you even put yourself exactly. in any sort of yeah. vulnerable position? So it's mm-hmm. on Elliott, but I, I don't think it's quite that cut and dry because I do think there are a lot of drivers out there that would have cut Chase some slack. So like Ross Chastain, I know he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt for most people. I don't know. Jarrett, you've been quiet. Do you have a different take on this? Do you, do you give any blame to Ross Chastain? I mean, he had the position already. Like, I, I get that you have to be a lot more aggressive with this system and a lot more aggressive as a championship race like that to get ahead of guys like that. And I understand Elliot doing it, but I, I can't say that I'm blaming Ross Chastain when this is, in a lot of ways, this is similar to what happened in uh, 2016 with Edwards and Logano. You know, the. There's only so much racetrack you can go down before you're the one on the inside wall. And you'll remember Carl Edwards, who was, I guess, the Chase Elliott in this instant, uh, went over and apologized to Joey Logano's team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and then we never saw him again. And then we never saw him again. <laughs> he, 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 he sailed onto the Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> across it. Hasn't he sailed across the Atlantic like twice? Didn't he yeah, say that like, in an interview? Yeah, he's just the man at this point i'm pretty sure the man is like went to the moon i, I know it's yeah. we just had election day did carla has he has he run for office yet has he ever officially the senate the, the, it seems he seems like someone who would i thought too. he was mounting, do it carl I thought, do it i know I, I thought i remember we found like an article that had him like he was toying the idea of a, a of running for some sort of office anyway that's a total yeah. tangent um chase elliott <laughs> though regular season, it is election time you know, regular mm-hmm. season champion 
third straight championship for. I mean, the dude's he's been one of, if not the best driver over the course of the last three years, just didn't get it done in this case. But mm-hmm. like, we all think he'll be back if not next year, the year after, right? He'll be, I, I, th- I think he'll be in the, if I, if I had to be a betting man right now, I'd rather bet for Chase Elliott to make the final four next year than, than miss it. Yeah. He will have a challenge, more of a challenge this year from Kyle Larson though. This is just a bit of off year for that team. It might um, be both of them going at it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You never know, but yeah, no Chase Elliott spectacular regular season. Um, really got a hold of this card too, with all the parody going on. It seemed like he was he was extremely consistent, obviously, because he won the regular season championship. But then, yeah, once we hit the playoffs, it just yeah, just nothing was really the same after that. It, you it know? was it was a like controlled demolition. It felt like just the the, the col- it was a bit of a collapse towards end. He got what three top tens in the last ten races? Yeah, only one top not, five. Not right? all of it. No, no, he he had uh or two top fives. Two, yeah, he two got top two. Fives, yeah. Um, but. He he, like I get not all of it was his fault, but you can say that about every playoff driver. Like when when it came down to it, just that team just well, I I I brought that up. I think back at like I want to say before Bristol, I was like this team just doesn't seem like the same team it was five ten weeks beforehand. And I don't know what kind of stuff they lost. I, they'll get it back. Like I really I do think they'll get it back, but. They did. They just hadn't seemed right since about the Indy Road Course. Just something. Something was off. Unrelated, uh, sort of related to the previous unrelated topic, but Blue Jimmy fan and slow motion in the chat are. They believe Austin Terrio actually won his uh, his uh, the elect- the race he was running in uh, Maine. Oh. I think he was running for either a state representative. He might have been running for like a U.S. representative, you know, from Maine. Um, they're saying they believe he won. If somebody can Google that, did Austin Terrio, who was one of the first NASCAR Weekly podcast guests I remember mm-hmm. having on this show, it was season one, maybe season two. Um, did yeah, he actually, Kamikaze Games on that too. Did he actually he win election to some sort of U.S. or governmental office? That's that's pretty wild. Um, good for him, I guess. Yeah, I'm looking right <laughs> now, so I'll update you if I find anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Um, let's see right here, right here. Um, rep representative elect. Austin Terrio, a former NASCAR driver from Fort Kent, fared well in the St. John Valley area uh, and was, let's see, so he won. Yes. Oh, he won. Wow. Let's, it doesn't say what exactly he won. I don't really care <laughs> What's what his party prize? Did he win the Powerball? <laughs> did, he, did he win the $2 billion? No, someone uh, in L.A. won the Powerball, actually. No. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe the winning numbers for that was R-I-G-G-E-D. <laughs> well good for austin terrio um i guess yeah. back on track real quick we've talked about logano chastain elliott real quick we can talk about c bell um i know he was my pick who else had him winning the championship was Jared? i actually yeah, looked so back, close I, I picked him at the start of the season it was so, so close. close so close. close i i don't remember who i picked yeah i don't yeah. remember but a tremendous year for christopher bell um you know i statistically was the best joe gibbs racing driver and team by far so I think that's something to hang your hat on. I don't remember and, the last time the 20 also, team carried JGR. It might have been 2013 or 2015. No, 20, 2013 probably was the last time the 20 car carried JGR. So um, yeah. something but to But also, too, I mean, just considering what they went over, you know, you know oh, Joe Gibbs racing late Saturday. Team, yeah. yeah, yeah. You no, know, like point. for them to, to put in a decent performance like that, that, that was good. That was very promising. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Looking at the uh, JGR, or not JGR front, the Christopher Bell front, uh, as a season, uh, he is one of only three drivers that got 20 or more top 10s this year. Like, the consistency is there for him. And I wanted to compare that with uh, previous seasons. Just because ever it seemed like just about everybody 
had their normal season go down that was up top. Um, and I was looking at last year, for instance, and last year, eight drivers had 20 or more top tens. Uh, the year before that, they had another eight drivers. Like For a year that's hard to finish up front, Christopher Bell managed to do it pretty darn well, especially after how bad he started the season. I mean, at one point he was like mm-hmm. in the 30s in the points. Yeah, three or four weeks into the year, it was things were looking bad. The thing about Bell is the fact that he was able to win late. We talked about Chastain winning early. Chase Elliott did most of his damage early, was not as consistent in the playoffs. Bell was one of the few who actually clearly improved uh in the final 10 races and i think that's you know there there is something to that when everyone's at their best you were better than them for at several moments several key moments i think that's there's something to be proud of there for christopher bell three wins he got three wins 12 top fives i mean that's the same as guys like blaney and chase elliott uh you know almost 600 laps led so he's right up there with everybody else like he he was one of the best guys in that scrum up top. Cause that's basically at the end of the year, what it turned into with, with Elliot returning to the mean of the field. Like he was one of those guys who actually was able to rise above when everybody else was sinking. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think on that note, uh, gentlemen, can we talk about Phoenix raceway for just a moment before we get into <laughs> the ratings, the poll, yeah. we'll see what the chat with our mid, um, mid, 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 hold on now. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to defend Phoenix raceway for just a moment. Um, the city, I, I went to Miami for one championship race and I get Miami's a big, big destination city. Maybe I know Phoenix is a big city, but it's not maybe as much of a destination city. Don't they have the Super Bowl this year? I think, um, they've had the Super Bowl there they, before too. Yeah. They have one of the college football, uh, semifinal games. I know that. Oh yeah. yeah the Fiesta Bowl. But my point is I think Miami typically year round has more distractions perhaps than Phoenix does, mm-hmm. but you show up to Phoenix and it's pretty clear, especially the closer you get to Avondale. NASCAR's in town. They do a good job promoting it. They had a sellout in the grandstands. I saw more people on Rattlesnake Hill than I did last year, more campers. It seemed like at least 50, 60,000 people were there this weekend. So the venue, the actual facilities, to me, are more than championship worthy. They are some of the best I've mm-hmm. seen across the NASCAR circuit. I will give you this, though, Darian. The on-track product is very mid. I, I and agree. that's and that's solely what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, too. Because okay. yeah, I mean they they you know they it's put just in a all shame, those upgrades in, for a reason. Yeah, they poured in all this money to make the fan experience uh, tremendous. Like I said, I think one of the best in, on the schedule. And then the racing, whether it's PJ one, whether it's resin, whether it's Justin turns one and two, or Justin turns three and four, whether it's lo- high downforce, low downforce, Gen six, next gen, it just doesn't seem to matter. The racing mm-hmm. isn't terrible. It's not unwatchable like Texas or something like that. It's just mid. And I, I don't know. The championship race, I think, needs to have a little more spice than that. You need to be able to pass a little easier. I don't want my championship race being a total shit show, craziness, chaos. I, I want it to be fairly straightforward. I want the fastest cars to run up front and win the race because it's the championship. But Phoenix, I don't know. Jared, can anything be done? To, first, can anything be done to Phoenix? That's my first question. And second, if you don't think there's anything to be done. What haven't they done to it? Well, I guess you're true. That's true. They've, the they've changed it so many times well, at this point. They put that thing under the axe more than Joan Rivers yeah. at this point. Like that thing gets like a face upgrade every other year at this point. I mean, what was, well, the last one was what, like 2019? And then before that, it was like 2017. They and, did then, and then before that, it was 2011. 20, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it all started when I took the grass out of it. 
Like the, <laughs> the 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 track is a transformer. It looks different every time you look back at it. Like what? There's nothing really more you can do to it. Uh, they they added the dog leg to spice up the restarts. Congrats, that did work. But <laughs> I feel like at this point, you know, with a new contract coming up. You can maybe have it at Phoenix because of the amenities at one point. Maybe have that big race set up. But like as as great as stuff like I'll take I'll take your word for it. From what it sounds like at the track and what people who have been there have told me, it's like top notch, like top of the line, Daytona nice. Risings level. It's close to that, if not there. There's just not quite I, as much in the immediate area, but, but it's yeah. There I just there needs to be a rotation and sure. it, what's hard is they want to keep it at NASCAR owned tracks, which That's it's true. like what, I what wish they weren't so hard pressed at ISC because there's some great SMI tracks that the championship. I mean, Bristol comes to my mind. Bristol would be it'd be amazing to see that place packed out for a NASCAR championship mm-hmm. race if possible. Um, you know, and people make the argument, oh, but the temperature at the time bull crap. People sit out in that temperature for the Tennessee balls every Saturday. <laughs> and it wasn't that cold over the weekend. Well, not, no, I mean it, I, I could even bring up right now, um, with the the news of a little bit moving forward about the fairgrounds, why not at some point have one championship race there? You're in the, you're in downtown of a big city. You're ten minutes away from Broadway. You have yeah. everything NASCAR wants from their races in Los Angeles and Chicago, maybe Pittsburgh, like any of that stuff. All these big things they're doing, they could have that in Nashville. You have you know probably thirty thousand fans. You could it'll look full. The atmosphere will be amazing with it. Yeah. You you can do it whenever you want, the, you know, during that week. And you want to end on a Saturday night, we got lights. It's going to look good that way. You want to do it in the middle of the day, it's going to look good no matter what. Like, it fits that. If, you know, Las Vegas, for instance, has great racing now. And I think if you cut that to one race just that one year for the championship, and it's like, hey, you want to get your Vegas fix? Come to the championship race. Pack that thing out. Like, I think you could do that too. And you have a racing product that would actually fit it. Cause I think both Vegas races were pretty darn good this year. Yeah. Uh, Auto club as a short track. That's what I'm thinking. I, I think when we see if we, if that turns into a banger and we're looking at like an awesome track on our hands, if that is the case and knock on wood, it is. I think NASCAR is doing it there. Cause they you want, know, they want that West did, coast audience. Yeah. Did you guys see what they did this week? Immediately all this week, they dragged Logano out to LA. They had him there taking pictures at the LA Coliseum. Yeah. So if, if we're, all we're going to do is take the champion immediately to LA, let's just have it in LA. Yeah, yeah. It saves on travel. One less bus ride. He's not taking a bus. None less plane no. ride. Imagine <laughs> Joey Logano on like a Greyhound bus across the freaking he, Mojave he, Desert. He, he, the bus he's, he's like, he's like, I drove all week and I'm walking now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you guys. I, I think the. The championship should absolutely rotate. I'm not opposed to even seeing it back in Miami at some point. I, I just want to be careful if we start saying Phoenix is mid, if we go to you know Bristol one year and it's like the all-star race a couple years ago, it's kind of mid. I'm just worried, guys. You know how NASCAR mm-hmm. thinks. I, Daytona finale. And I don't want to jump I that. I think that's uh, happening. That I don't, yeah, no, it'll have an event. I don't want to jump that shark. No, I'm it'll st- happen. I am staying. I, I said this like two years ago. It's I'm not staying gonna on it. It's going to happen by 2030. No, it's not. Eric, it's, it's going to happen. It'll, it's, 
It's the natural progression the sport has been going in. The mm-hmm. chaos they want, it fits. Chaos. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect for this format. You can have literally the guy running in 30th who's fourth on the final four win the championship and the race in one corner. Yeah. You're it's giving them perfect. too many ideas, Jared. I don't like this. <laughs> if Hey, I, I'll say this. People think that people running NASCAR aren't smart. Those are smart people. They've already thought that stuff through. They just got to figure out the right path to get there. Like uh, th- I guarantee you they've had that and, on the board. And oh, I'm sure they've the- talked about it, but I'm saying they're smart. I think they're smart people because they haven't done it yet. They haven't given it well, and then you also, you also, I mean, I hope I'm wrong on this one, but I mean, especially if ESPN comes in, hey, what can we do that'll spice up our other racing product that, uh, you know, and get it on the level of F1? What's a name we can do? Daytona or Talladega? One of the two. We can so, make that the finale. I can, yeah. I can see it now. Four laps to go here at Daytona to decide the championship. Your current leader is Chase Elliott. But here comes Cody Ware on the inside. He throws a bad block. Oh, no. I'm going to crash. All four involved. Oh, I, I, could, I, I can see it, man. I can see it, and I don't want to. I hope I'm wrong. I, I really do. I hope I will, I will literally eat crow on this show if I am wrong. Like by 2030. What what does that even mean to eat crow? Yeah, what does that mean? I've always wondered that, where that, I don't know, like, so saying came that, from. That 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 ate crow, and I know this because a lot of Vols fans had to do this this weekend <laughs> when we talked too <laughs> much about it. The Vols and Bowman, man. <laughs> we they we all talked too much hype about our team, and we had to eat crow because we said things that our team couldn't perform on. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, what does it literally mean to eat it, crow? It, are we eating? Bur- are we like Ozzy Osbourne ripping yeah. the head off a bat on stage? Like. <laughs> Yes, Prince of, Prince of Darkness, man. Prince of Darkness, you know, yeah. take me out of the ball. I don't know, get man. it. I basically, basically, it's it's when it's when your mouth says too many things that you can't cash a check on. I just mm. want to know where. Hey, why, why are we eating it's all birds? Good. Why are we? They're I, still top five though, Danny. Because he's the still, bird is the word. Darian, I saw you change your username back. What, what was that about the Rams? Yeah, it's just Rams three and five. <laughs> yeah, I changed it back. I didn't want to remind myself anymore, oh, but okay. <laughs> but not uh, anyways. Yeah, like they're probably they're eventually gonna have like a rotating championship. I feel like I feel like yeah. the fans I, want I that, like, the drivers want that. The only issue I have with it is I feel like it'll probably be restricted to just IFC tracks yeah, in the very yeah. beginning. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I, and Jared made this point as well. It's like if they can get SMI involved between Vegas, which already exists and is always already solid. And then the incoming Nashville Fairground Speedway, like uh, I think SMI is going to have some pretty good candidates here before too long. Imagine this. Imagine this. NASCAR's 100th anniversary season comes around. Martinsville can be the cutoff race. Why not? As an olive branch of the fans we lost 50 years before, we're going to have North Wilkesboro for the 100th season and founding NASCAR track two in a row finish the season and I, not I a, be- do, you, do you realize how that's not that long but it's kind of long from now 25 we're to, years we're about to have a 75 year anniversary next mm-hmm. year i mean hold on how old would i be 2048 <laughs> my friend 2048 <laughs> yeah. is 2048 oh my God. I, i'll be 52 years old imagine we're still doing this show when i'm 50 hey, we're, we're five we, we're five years in so we have you know some time left. we're 10 percent of the way there um yeah well, on that note, uh, I think we can start to wrap up our Cup Series conversation by discussing the ratings real quick. Uh, so TV ratings, uh, Phoenix Championship was on NBC. I uh, got a 1.86 rating, 3.213 million viewers. That's flat viewership, almost identical to last year, but actually down 6% in the ratings, um, mainly because of the key demo. They were down 5% in the key demo this year. That hurt the rating. Um, 
No, we have this in our notes. The NFL was also down this Sunday. So I'd be really curious to see what NASCAR's like, I think it's called audience share would be, or, or I think there's a different word for it. Um, but you know, the percentage of TVs that are actually turned on, was it a higher or similar percentage that were tuned into NASCAR this year? It could have just been a general, just people weren't watching sports this weekend. That could have been the simple Well, also the NFL, they only had like two, like after no, the, uh, or two evening games, I think. Too. So, but so even, even the, uh, even the noon games, like I looked and they were down like I think four uh, million viewers from this weekend a year wow. ago. Wow. Yeah, so it could have just been something as simple as that. Xfinity was down slightly, uh, but uh, trucks were actually up 5%. Their ratings, they got 627,000 viewers Friday night, late Friday night. So uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, you know, this uh, you were reading off some stats before we went live, Jared. You were going over some a chart. Um I think it was more about full season ratings because this year's ratings were actually the highest. Like if we look at full season, Fox and NBC race one through 36, this was actually the best rated season on a per race basis since 2018. But you were mentioning that cable races were up and it was NBC network races that seemed to be down. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Like what can be done if anything, just real quick to like boost interest in the championship race. Cause I know it goes up against the NFL. It's at the heart of the NFL schedule, but is there anything more that can be done to try and start digging those ratings higher well i i think one thing is when you, when you look at the the biggest dip it is the first four races of the playoffs the first three weekends of the nfl and when you look at basically everything i mean yes and i know this isn't this is more of a generalized talk here but when you're looking to fans who are diehards we're going to watch no matter what but when you're looking at people that move the meter, those who are more casual NASCAR fans, when they're looking at it championship-wise, does it really matter if they watch until Talladega? Because that's where stuff picks up again, is Talladega onwards, whether they have all of them on NBC or not. My thing is, you want to keep this format? Fine. I've accepted it's it's never going away. <laughs> it's like, I'll, I'll accept that. Like, it's just, it's it's realistic. But if you can keep the same format, just qualify better drivers and don't spend basically three months deciding a champion or two and a half months deciding one, people are going to check out at that point with the NFL coming back and with the the MLB playoffs coming in, NBA starting up, get to the point. Like, that's my thing. It's like, it's kind of almost like like a writing class. Get to the point. Don't don't give me all this yeah. fluff. I don't I don't need Austin Dillon to qualify at a Daytona win just to get eliminated three weeks later. I yeah. don't care. That made, that made no difference in the season except for like the Daytona race was crazier. That's fair. One of my have biggest gripes... guys qualify and do seven playoff races. Quick, short, to the point, but you have the same drama you had otherwise. I actually don't yeah. hate that idea. One of my biggest gripes, I was gonna say, with like the NBA playoffs is they go on for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And, like I don't need to see. Mm-hmm. The undefeated Golden State Warriors play the eight seed Minnesota Timberwolves for two weeks. Or the like, playing I need, games. I don't too. need. Yeah, mm-hmm. now they have a little tournament. Like they've like twenty something out of the thirty NBA teams make the playoffs. We joke about too many NASCAR t- drivers make the playoffs. It's like sixteen out of thirty-two. It's like twenty-two out of thirty-two in the NBA these days. It's absurd. So yeah, I I don't hate that idea, Jarrett. Get to the point, short and sweet, seven weeks. I, I actually don't hate that idea. Um, I think that's worth exploring I mean, going forward. I, I don't want to see them overhaul this format unless they go straight up back to the Winston style format because I just think, I, I you know, you're praying over there. I, I just think the longest that they better do a lot of praying. The, the longer that they commit to one format, the more legitimacy it will earn over over time. Um, and so I think they either have to commit or go back to the most simplified version. They don't really have any other options, in my opinion. My thing is, is you look at like 
you know, and I know NASCAR fans hate hearing this this back and forth comparison of Formula One, but Formula One didn't have the greatest championship fight this year, and other than like the last three weeks, have been getting tons and tons of young people watching. Compare like basically the same, and sometimes more than NASCAR. So it's almost, in, in my opinion, half the time when it comes to bringing in the audience that NASCAR wants to bring in, which they have not hidden, is a younger audience, yeah. is a much more you know. In, like city kind of audience Urban. it's not necessarily even the it's not necessarily even the the product on track is the presentation too yeah. like i'm sorry but no most people that i grew up with living near cities in northern illinois aren't going to give two craps about the fact that you got joe schmo country singer who was good 10 years ago <laughs> before a race you know what? You want to you want to move the needle? Yeah, I know that core fans aren't going to like it either, but you you want to get new people going to races? Uh, have have a week No, I was, no, no. That was 25 years. That's even worse. No, no. You know what? You want to move the needle? You want people to be like, "Oh, damn, that that maybe I'll go to that NASCAR race. Uh, I could see the concert afterwards." Get Taylor Swift there. You know, get somebody <laughs> Who does not? <laughs> <She's> laugh. <laughs> hey, say what you want. She's the biggest. Yeah, she's she for yeah. Taylor Swift. I don't think so. They can afford fifty million dollars for Chicago. That, you know, that's a good. That's a good <laughs> that's point. A good because point. also, too, I remember um 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 at uh, this year's Charlotte Roble race, one of their selling points was, oh, rapper um rapping star Nelly will be there. I'm like, dude, Nelly has been relevant in so long. Like, yeah, I do agree though. Like, get some more relevant like I mean, artists. Y'all laugh, and I see people in the chat. They're saying that's stupid, but you know what? It, the, F1 it was and it, <laughs> and it and it brought people in. They had a they had concert uh, after the race at Gateway, and there were tons of people there. And half of them, it looked like weren't even race fans. Like none of like they didn't have any gear. They didn't look like they knew that they were even like at a racetrack. But they they showed up. So you know, like do something different. Try try different things that don't alienate your core fan base with the product on track. Because for most of the people who are actually watching week in and week out. They're not going to be watching the the pre or post race concert. They're going to be watching the race itself. I, Don't I, screw with that. Have a good racing product, and then have great stuff for people at the track. Yeah, I, I just when I lived in Austin and we had the Formula One race every year, and this is before Drive for Survive, the billboards around town would be Imagine Dragons, Britney Spears, and there'd be a mm -hmm. tiny little F one car in the corner. <laughs> that yep. was like the way yeah. the billboards looked. I've had, I had some friends send me some pictures. They're already getting the banners and the uh, and the billboards out for the uh, F1 race, which is a year away out in Las Vegas. I don't know. Oh they haven't said who's going to be performing there yet, but I assume it'll be an A-lister. You, know, you know what? The, the, it's what actual lot of what a lot of short tracks have done to survive. They've gotten you know concert festivals at these short tracks to to shore up different parts of of the budget, and it's made like there's certain short tracks that I used to live near that were on death's door. Then they, they bring in more concert festivals and stuff on top of the racing product they already have, and it's kept them afloat. Yeah, like, just look at just look at Las Vegas. I mean, obviously they're SMI owned, but I mean just EDC is the biggest, you know, yeah. music festival like, like around. You uh, know? Like, that's my thing is NASCAR just brings in has That's yeah. what they do. They bring in people that someone under the age of 40 would be excited <laughs> to see. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not actually opposed to your Taylor Swift idea. That's a good point about them spending 50 mil on that Chicago race. Yeah. I think you, you can rent, you can get, you rent an hour of Taylor Swift's time for 50 mil or less, probably. Yeah, yeah I'll go for it. Why not? Someone Buy in the a chat, celebrity's time. We had a few people in the chat actually saying BTS. 
So there we go. Bring oh K- yeah, K-pop like, to Martinsville it? Speedway. That would be hilarious. Oh, that'd be that's a clash of cultures. Yeah, I love funny. that. They should do if, that. If, if, if we're gonna have them, we need to get some kind of like Korean snack company or something like that to sponsor a car or something like that. Penguin Penguin Camp brings up in here. Back when Green Day was huge with American Idiot, they had them play before the 2005 Daytona 500. Yeah, I remember had back in playing. their back in the early 2000s, they would have these like different rock bands showing up too. It was like they, they were was, like sort of straying away I, from the old country singers. Back Bush, in those days. Bush Clash was advertised as a halftime show. So yeah, yeah. Who's who's doing the Bush Clash this year? They said. Ooh, I don't know, but you what? know what? I like what Dalton says here. Why not post Malone? Yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. That seems That'd like a no-brainer. Fun. That seems like a mm-hmm. no-brainer if they can get him to do it. Um, yes. On that note, we want to hear what you guys thought of uh, Phoenix this past weekend. What time is it, Darian? Oh, uh, yes. For the final time in Season 5 of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, it's time for the poll, the famous iceberg poll. Yes. So what do you I, got, Jared? Well, I asked what people thought about the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series finale. And we had 16,500 votes, so pretty pretty good way to end off the year. And we had 11% say it was a great race, and 24% say it was a good race, so 35% overall were pretty positive about this one. 45% said it was average, or as Darian would like to say, mid. Um, 12% said below average. 9% said this was a bad race, which means 21% were uh, in disapproval of this race. The first comment was from Denny Delivers. Take your guess. Meme. Oh, meme, meme. Uh, he put Joey Logano wins the war. Dot 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 again, and then it goes a winless Martin Truex Jr. and a little question mark next to it. So <laughs> rough. Yeah. Uh, looking at the the highest voted ones from this chat, you got Eric Hoffman who put thirty six races, five new winners, nineteen total winners, uh, over a hundred million views, one awesome season. Uh, so that was good. Also, uh, brings up, you know, paying condolences to, to Coy Gibbs. And then also the yeah. stuff at the end with M&M's leaving, Kurt retiring, that it is kind of bittersweet. Yeah. Um, creative name says most anticlimactic way of the season, uh, that it could have ended. I will say as an Elliot fan, Ross did nothing wrong. I was even rooting for him after Elliot's chances went down the toilet. Yeah, wow. for as crazy as and chaotic wow. as the season has been at times, yeah, it's just it was just yeah, it was very odd to have it end just like so mid, you know, midly, you know, midly. <laughs> yeah, midly. I don't know. I, I I made up I made up that. Sorry, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, Jackson here says wasn't a fan of Joey winning, but that was a pretty good first in person race for me. One heck of a twenty first birthday present. Well, happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday! Man. Happy birthday! Uh, let's see what else we got here. Travis says, great race. Glad I was there to see it. Great job, Joey. Um, yeah, I'm sure always, in person all, it, was pro- it was fun to see. Always it. a little bit better when you're at a race. So. Yeah. yeah. A yeah. little, little biased to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, tr- another Travis here says, Joey, uh, Joey got it done, and that's all that matters to me. Great race and a great year, 22 and 22. Yeah. It's pretty cool that happened. He got his second championship in 2022 in the 22 car mm-hmm. after winning two races in the playoffs and leading the second uh-huh. most number of laps. I know all these numbers because I looked them up for my video today. So it's a lot of twos. <laughs> yeah, it's two, a two, lot. Two, 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 two. Um, let's see. Anthony here says it kind of feels like a sucker punch ending uh, with Ty winning. Oh, and then of course with what happened with Coy that night, which again, yeah. condolences to the the Gibbs to the family on Gibbs that family, one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, John Deary fan. I always <laughs> say it like that to mess with Season me. one memes. Yeah. Uh, I missed it. 725 says, I give it an 8 out of 10. Definitely a wild season for me. 19 winners, a lot of wrecks with two flips, which did test the next-gen safety on flips. Good point. Uh, mm-hmm. The next-gen does have safety kinks that did affect the season, but uh, it will hopefully be ironed out by 2023, as I'm likely... Oh, and then says, and I'm likely heading to the Ally 400 in 2023. Well, oh, very nice. We'll, see, we'll hopefully see you there. Yeah. Oh, it's, speaking of going to races next year, so I am going to the Wilkesboro race and uh, I'm getting, I, which by the way, Eric, I do have to talk to you about that afterwards, uh, the, the logistics on this. But I, I've, I've, I, I have, I have like stapled out what flights I'll be doing. And I realize in the span of like four days, I'm going to be flying a combined like 18 hours. Oh, you're going to Montana. Who am I? I'm, go, I'm going for a from marathon, Tennessee. right? Yeah. So I'm going to Tennessee on, uh, from Tennessee to Montana on Thursday. You know, you can run anywhere, right? You don't have to go to Montana. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to get every state. I'm I'm getting every state. Uh, This would be five for me. Uh, but yeah, I'm running a marathon Saturday. Then roughly five hours after I finish the marathon, I'll fly from, uh, Montana to Chicago to Charlotte, go to Wilkesboro. And then the next morning fly to Tennessee. (laughs) You're a maniac. I I I know. I know. I just I I like thought of that and I'm like, that is a lot crazier than I initially thought it would be. Um but I figured I figured people would find it interesting. That's the logistics do sound quite befuddling. Yes, Claudia, I am going to fly. I, I, I like I like that because you literally drive everywhere. That's true. Yeah. yeah, you know, think picturing you, I can't picture you going through TSA, Jared. That just doesn't add up in my head. Take, well, no, take I your remember shoes off, sir. It, sir, I, sir, shoes off. I remember. Like I remember explaining. I I actually remember explaining all the TSA stuff yeah. to Jared before he flew and stuff. He's like, "All right, what is this? What is this?" I'm like, "All right, so I, you put your you check your bag in here, and this is where you go in through." Dude, this is X-ray technology. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've flown twice in my life, and I'm actually I'm actually flying to Minneapolis uh, in a couple weeks. So, yeah, yeah, so that'll yeah. give me my Jared, Jared, Jared's like, this is the weirdest gas station ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, they, are they, we going up? Whoa, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> they're charging me to. They're making me take my shoes off and and then putting me in a thing to, to X-ray me. I'm, I I don't understand where I'm at. <laughs> it's kind of fun, honestly. <laughs> I get like a little thrill oh, yeah. going through those little like tubes where you have to get your little X-ray. You know, when I was actually at the Phoenix airport, I looked up at the little logo and it's it said Lidos, and I thought, so that's what that Bubba Wallace sponsor is. <laughs> oh, so, that's what that is. So, uh, when you guys do fly, the what do you guys do when a plane initially like gets that big burst of speed? Do you like to like just look? Oh, I love it. It's a good feeling. I'm I'm like this. I cannot look sideways until I'm up, like until we're rising in the air, no. or else it just make me feel sick. So what I, I try look, to do is I try I to like find a good song on Spotify and I yes, try to sing yes, it up. Yes, to yes, the yes, yes, yes. I mean, yeah. I'm usually listening to like some rock music, like like, yeah. like I don't know. Just something, some kind of rock. It's like boom, 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 or something like yeah, that. I'm like trying know? to time the drop to like when I think we're gonna like take off. I like you'll hear the captain come over. He's like, "Flight attendants, please be seated for departure." And I'm like, "Okay, we got like yeah. a minute. Let me find a good song. Okay, let's let's start it now." And I get so hyped if it if it times mm-hmm. up good. The, 
I, I, I like get this big goofy grin on my oh. face and like Willem Dafoe eyes from just like, yes, this here's, is awesome. Here's actually a good one. Freebird Solo says James play games. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> good call. Good call. Mm. I gotta give that one. Why is my brother calling me in the middle of this show? He's probably wondering what the lowest voted comments on our poll on the iceberg. Nah, poll is. Yeah. Well, lucky for him, I have it pulled up. I'm not going to let him answer because knowing him, he'll try and like. Oh, he'll demonetize do us. Do I need to hit the mute hit- button? No, no, he'll Here, let me just put the thumbnail out. I, I have the thumbnail. The fans are seeing a thumbnail just in case we have technical difficulties <laughs> or somebody gets naked suddenly. I can just put this up. There. Yeah. <laughs> a little behind the scenes <laughs> here. Oh, oh, yeah. Like Dalton says in the super chat, I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> Thank you All for right, the super chat. We'll get to them shortly. Appreciate it. Let's get to the to the bottom comments here. We have... And I did check them while we were having this conversation. So I can I can actually say them on air, I think. Uh, Lucas and Garbage Plate both had the same comment. Boring. Mm. Except one had an exclamation mark. Uh, Curtis decided to uh, expand on his boring comment by saying, from start to finish, find a better track with some banking. Uh, mm. Shirank said, meh. And Cameron said, on to Daytona, where Ty Gibbs will win the 500. Ooh. Oh, all right. Prediction. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So that was another fun season of the poll. Yes. Nice. And that'll, do, that'll conclude this season's edition of the famous Iceberg Poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And, and then I guess we can kind of just gloss over this next segment before we get into the Xfinity <laughs> and truck race. We don't have to spend too much time on this, uh, on this bit. Uh, but the pick points for 2022. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, finishing in fifth. I think everyone deserves a little spotlight here. Finishing <laughs> in fifth place. 73 points off the lead. Darian uh, Gilliam. Woo, oh, yeah. man. Hey, you know what? You know what? It's definitely a down year considering the fact that last year I was only one point away from a podium and I thought I could get it this year, but nah. But hey, at least I was closer compared to whoever finished last last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was Danny. That's right. Oh, no. Yeah, well, speaking. I, 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 was, I was like 200 points back yeah. last year. Speaking Not even 100 back. Of I'll take Danny it. in fourth place, minus 63. We have Danny B Talks. Woohoo. Yeah. I'll, I'll 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 take it after last year. I'm finishing fourth right where my uh, my sports team should be. In just a few years' time, you'll be in first place at this rate. You're moving up the ladder I'm, every I'm, year. Yeah. Do you know as I just said my sports team? I'm not saying the word. <laughs> oh, I, saw you, yeah. I see you changed your Zoom call as well. Um, in <laughs> third place, finishing on the podium for the second year in a row, I guess our defending champion Jarrett Lundberg. Woo-hoo! Hey, I have the same average finish as Eric now. Uh, great. Yes. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Eric, uh, consistency is key. Let me put it this way. Wasn't I runner-up last year as well? Yes, sir. Yeah. Second place, the bridesmaid yet again, me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, chat, hey. congratulations. Hey. Even hey, with hey, the hey, Eric hey, 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 Let me have my hey. moment. Hold on. I just Give me just... Okay. No, I, I, you got to read Blue Jimmy's uh, comment here. What did he say? I didn't see it. He just, I see Eric, of... what happened? Yeah, it didn't go up. So, congratulations, chat. You guys won the pick points for 2022. Uh, you guys collected 604 total points. I was eight points back. Jarrett was 62. Danny, 63. Jarrett, 73. So, we had a good battle going these last few weeks. Y'all pulled ahead, or I was ahead over the, over the summer. Y'all got, caught me, passed me up, pulled ahead. I caught back up. And then it literally came down to the final weekend. I was 0 for 3 on my championship picks. Uh, I had Chandler Smith. I had Gregson and Bell. 
over three. I don't know. You guys, I think y'all had Zane, right? Wasn't that the big difference maker? They I had, had I had Majestic. I had, yeah, I, think, I had Zane. I, I think remember. the chat had Zane, and the chat may have had Chastain as well, right? And he finished yes. ahead of Bell. So that's what really did did me in mm-hmm. this weekend. Congratulations, it, chat. Well played. Well yeah. done. It was a good, good uh, fun segment uh, so, all year long. chat. Chat, welcome, welcome to the club of being a champion they, in this. They mm-hmm. they won by picking Eric Almarola to win a race. Yeah, this year. like dude, even with IDK's little troll thing there, they still won the championship. Very impressive. Very very and, good job, chat. But but hey, at least they didn't pick uh, uh, who they picked last year. Page. Kev- yeah, Page. At least they didn't yeah. pick him this year. Hey, you know what? We made an example out of that moment, and they have been on it ever since. Yeah, yeah. it's only been up since since the Kevin LePage incident. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we don't speak of. <laughs> Well, thanks for playing along, chat. We'll see you again uh, in February for uh, the third season of The Pick Points. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about the other two races. I know we've gone over an hour already. This is kind of going long, but uh, we did spend a lot of time on the cup race. Let's talk about the Xfinity race next. Before we get into the champion, uh, I have a couple things I want to show you guys. So uh, obviously, I was fortunate enough to have a car in this race, black and yellow car driven by Brennan Poole, which was pretty great. They sent me home with some souvenirs I want to show you guys. I showed y'all one uh, before the show, the, these three right here. Um, I have this first one in a bag because it stanks still. It has not been, a, has not been cleaned. But uh, Brennan uh-huh. gave me the fire suit afterwards. Let me wait. Hold wow. He signed it. I see he, he signed did. it. Oh, oh God, oh, it oh, smells oh. terrible. Oh, geez. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, I saw the picture of you two side by side. There's no way you can fit in that. Oh, no. no. He's like 5'9". I'm like 6'7". <laughs> or almost a foot apart. I could I, I might could squeeze in there. Jared could squeeze. It smells like, <laughs> it smells rancid. He did not. He gave it to me. He came out of the hauler 20 minutes after the race. But he changed it, and hand it it's to me. it's signed how do you clean that I, yeah. I don't that's the problem i think i'm just gonna febreze it to death or something i just, don't know just do that <laughs> just do that um, might as well i have one other thing no, no i yeah i didn't wash it sorry people in the chat are asking why i wouldn't clean it because it's signed and i, I don't want to <laughs> risk it's more it's it. more authentic yes that oh, way God, i need yeah. to put it back in this bag it's destroying my studio with smell <laughs> um, sorry brendan i don't mean to put you on blast like this uh they did give me one other thing i want to show you guys um, I'm going to do my best to show it to y'all, but they gave me, I didn't even know this was getting made. They gave me the pit wall banner. Oh, it's like 15 feet long. I'm like trying to unroll some of it. Were you able for to those... fit that in the bag for I, through like TSA? It's getting a little wrinkly, but yes, I have, I was able to squeeze it into my suitcase. Yeah, it's, this is it. It's huge. Um, for those, for those listening right now on the audio version only, Eric is getting consumed oh. by this pit side. Yeah. Oh, and, and well, he just now he's unconsumed. He just destroyed it. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's fine. It's it's just it's. I rolled it out on my floor, and it was like a red carpet. It was just. I was about to say it'd be just like a rug mm-hmm. at that point. It basically was. So, um, I just wanted to show you guys that because I thought it was pretty hilarious. But we also had a bunch not. of hero cards made that we gave away to people to fans. Ooh. So that was pretty Dude. cool. That was like time. You can uh, you can still give away some of those next season at the mm-hmm. out of the group tent. I believe yeah. we still have a good handful left. Uh, I don't have all of them in my possession, but you there need, are some. Need, need to get a, a dual autograph on them. But yeah, yeah that yeah. was like that was one of the more funner races to watch, just because just off the fact that your car was in there and stuff. Every time you know, I would see the leaders go around. I'm not roasting or anything. Every time I would see the leaders go around, no. and it's, I'm like, yay, they're 
Yeah, Look, we, there's the car. We got some TV time getting lapped for the most part. Oh, uh, and the thumbnail. You're on the yeah, Fox you, you made a thumbnail. I want to give a shout out to Ford Martin. He made that possible. He didn't tell me he was going to do that, but I appreciated that. <laughs> Putting oh. the out of the groove car on the Fox Sports thumbnail. That was kind of <laughs> cool. Awesome. He, Brennan did yeah. dodge a couple of wrecks. He got a little bit of front end damage on one. You know, what are you going to do? You're mid pack in a expandy mm. race. People are all jacked up, but uh, made it to the finish. Uh, 29th place. Not bad. He said afterwards he struggled with just loose, loose, loose all weekend long. But um, it was a really cool experience. I have a video coming out either probably Friday of this week, probably here in a couple days that will document, you know, the sponsor experience, so to speak, a little more in depth. Um, but, you know, at some point might might do like a live stream or some sort of Q&A, AMA kind of thing where we kind of go into a little more detail. Obviously, there are things I just can't say that people have asked me a hundred times at this point. Like, how much did you spend? I just for you can't say that. Reasons, Don't I ask a man that. Oh, I, 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 exactly. I have a I have a question I've wanted to know since Saturday. Okay, oh, how's your chin doing? <laughs> it's doing <okay. laughs> it's taped up a little bit there. Yeah, but just, no, just, yeah. did people seriously ask you that? Like, how much it costs? Oh stuff? yeah, I get comments, and I, and I understand it's <laughs> like honest curiosity and, and oh, but but not in person. I thought it in person. Uh, I don't know if anyone in person. Maybe okay. maybe that'd be different. People. I don't remember. I, but yeah, mostly just tweets and DMs and comments. And and no, I totally get. It. I don't think it's. I think it's just people who are genuinely curious. And um, yeah, it's just it's just. Like go back to when um, Marcus Lemonis was publicly offering teams fifteen thousand dollars to run his paint scheme. Like most truck series teams, typically ask for much more from sponsors. And so when mm-hmm. this public number fifteen thousand got out, uh, I think a lot of teams were upset because it made it look like a sponsorship was less valuable. And I'm not saying that I got like you know a super cheap deal on this JD Motorsports deal, but I don't know what they typically sell sponsorship for, so I don't want to risk. I, like maybe I got a lower deal than than some uh, than a lot of other companies would. I have no idea, but I don't want to risk it. And there's also just you know I like legally, legally I just can't say it. So there's there's, there's, <laughs> there's moral reasons and then actual like reasons why I can't like specifically get into it. But um, uh, what I can say is that I did not spend my money on the whole thing. What, what am I trying to say? We had other sponsors help pay for it. You had I, partners. I, yeah, yeah, I did and, and, and investors of the world. My bank yeah. account did not call me and say, what the, what is this? What did you just spend all this money on? <laughs> um, so I, that part I can say, I did not spend all that money out of pocket to sponsor a NASCAR race car, but it did cost a little bit. And it was, uh, it was worth every penny because it was an awesome now, experience. And, uh, and, and I and, appreciate uh, everyone who's, who's all the kind words and everyone who came up and talked to me about it this weekend. Yeah. Remember Eric, at the end of the day, for the money you did spend, tax write off, baby. <laughs> yeah, IRS also, is gonna have some questions for me in March or April, whenever it is. <laughs> and also, this is this might be a little too early to ask. Um, um, would you be um, would you be willing to do this again in the near oh, yeah. future? Or yeah. oh, I don't know about near. I don't know exactly when. Um, I never thought this would be possible. Uh, so, but the fact that it was it happened and it's it went as fairly seamlessly as it did as it did. I don't see why something similar wouldn't if, be possible at some point. We'll see. If, we, I don't know for if, sure. You never know. If, if Out of the Groove becomes a million subscriber channel, you'll be calling up a team and say, hey, get get Matt K in the car. I don't yeah. care what it costs. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and full-time funding for an entire season. Uh, don't, don't say full-time. <laughs> get him in the car for one race. I like the idea that someday I'll have the money to put down. Like, What was the sponsor that like forced Eric Almarola to get out of the Xfinity car years ago? Because uh, uh, it was supposed uh, to be Hamlin. Yeah. Uh, uh, was oh it, um um oh crap was I can't it sport clips no was it? it wasn't sport oh, no. clips it was that rockwell or whatever yeah rockwell rockwell okay. yeah I, I like the idea Thank that you. one day i'll have that much pull that i can say hey 
put Matt Kenseth in the car or no deal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, it's like this is this is Junior Motorsports. We have drivers. Put him in. Yeah. No, that that we Justin Allgaier Matt. dude. No, he's done. He's washed. Put this guy in right now. I got the money to, to go. For oh, it. The, you want some dude named Dale Junior running in that car? Matt Kenseth beat him for Rookie of the Year. Put him in the car. Man. Yeah. What if I have enough money to buy Dale Junior out of his own seat? <laughs> just 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 buy the eight, buy the eight and have Dale no. take his driving How about this. Show? It let um, run a contest and let the chat pick the driver. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh. Congratulations, Kevin LePage. <laughs> yeah, well, pick some obscure one oh, out of no. nowhere. Yeah. But here comes Eric Alvarola. We're we're having way too much fun in this, and we need to talk about the Xfinity. Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to show those crazy things. I didn't expect to be cramming an entire pit banner in my suitcase, but here we are. I just want to share that with y'all. Blue Jim, Blue Jimmy said, "Yeah, bring Todd Blue." <laughs> hey, oh, I, 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 oddly enough. Todd Blue is the is the champion. That's who Todd Blue yeah. is. Yeah, that originally I don't remember what the context was, but we missed it. Someone mistakenly called Ty Gibbs or jokingly called Ty Gibbs Todd Blue. Was it you, Danny? You were like making a comparison. It, it, it was me. I was saying like he's good. He could be named Todd, Todd Blue, and then yeah. yeah. So uh, what are these? What are these like season two memes? Now we're going back. We're going well, it, it, it's, it's last year because we. Oh yeah, last year. That's right. Duh, that's we're, right. we're going yeah. way back. Um, yeah. I, before we get into this though, like it is worth noting. Obviously, the context yes. post race. Um, Ty Gibbs is your Xfinity Series champion. He uh, he got to celebrate with um, his family, obviously his team owner, grandfather Joe Gibbs, and also his father Coy Gibbs, who we then found out Sunday morning, I guess, or early Sunday afternoon, had tragically passed away that night. Um, so I, I mean, cannot imagine what the emotions that the Gibbs family and Ty in particular had to be going through the elation. Absolutely. Well, really, I would say the down of, you know, kind of being the villain all week after what happened at Martinsville to then the high of running one of his best races ever. I thought he was very yeah. clean, very mm-hmm. fair and, uh, and won it straight up, had a fast car, great team victory that high to then like the all time devastating low of finding out that news that night or the next morning, whenever, whenever he actually found <laughs> out. Um, Eric, so not trying to like dive into this too much but i mean what was what was the atmosphere like in the garage that morning did people were people aware of what happened yeah well so obviously i'm not as cued in as folks like bob or jeff gluck you know but like i was in the garage and ty gibbs's car the 23 car was the only car still in his garage stall like there was no i think Mm -hmm. it was brock beard actually that tweeted it he's the first person i saw noted that hey everyone else is on the grid why is the 23 car here Pretty quickly, journalists, media, some fans started to kind of gather around trying to figure out what was up. And that's when it was you know, reported that, hey, there's going to be a driver change. It's not going to be Ty Gibbs. There's a family mm-hmm. emergency. And at that point, a lot of unhealthy speculation, of course, on social media, even within the garage there. But but yeah, it was it was just definitely a somber tone because everyone knew at the very least it was a family emergency. That's a serious thing. Mm-hmm. And it was serious enough to keep Ty from racing. Um, so I, I just think everyone, I think everyone was very respectful, especially all the media there were very respectful. They tried to give space while still asking questions and doing their jobs. Um, but it was definitely, it, it cast a, a shadow over the rest of the weekend for sure. So, uh, I kind of just want to open up this Xfinity conversation before we talk about how great Ty Gibbs was thoughts and prayers are with Ty and his entire family after, uh, after that horrible news. Yeah, that's awful. You know, Coy Gibbs, I mean, like he was supposed to be like, you know, whenever Joe Gibbs, like, you know, someday decided not to, you know, not to run um, a NASCAR team anymore. He was supposed to be, you know, the next in line to to take it over too. And he was also a former Stanford linebacker for four years too. I didn't know that too. Looking it up. Yeah. And he also, yeah. yeah. And he also, you know, he drove in the um, uh, truck and Xfinity series then called Bush series at the time. 
you know, for a few years and stuff. Didn't quite work out there, but his he was meant to be in a more, you know, in a team role in some sort of way. And seemed like, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, obviously all the Toyota drivers were obviously upset by this too. And yeah, you know, it's just, you know, props to all those teams for pulling through, especially the 20 team with all those circumstances, and, mm-hmm. you know, battling for a championship, you know, but yeah, Ty Gibbs, I can't, uh, that's just life, man, in general. I mean, it's just like, one minute you're up and then the next, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. And, so. it, and it just goes to, you know, show you and everything that matter who you are, you know, take, take comfort in all those good times you have with your family. Cause you never know when can be the last day. Yeah. Family and friends. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I can't imagine how I was, you know, thinking five years ago, cause I'd been the same age. I, I couldn't imagine losing, I can't imagine losing my dad now. And yeah, I, I just, I, I feel so like, I, I just, I don't know what to exactly say. There's nothing you can really say that, yeah. that would make anything better in that regard. Um, I will say, Koi was actually the first person I ever got to ask a question in the media center with ever. Whoa, so I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like I I, I was thinking about that because I the first time I ever got to be let into any kind of media, and um, I believe it was actually after Ty won a race too, like because they had the owner in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just. I, you know, after, after so much of like this season, what Ty has went through and then this week overall, uh, it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that at least it's the off season. So the family can have the privacy. They, too. they need this time. And yeah. And, and I know we're going to be having, we're gonna be having champions award ceremonies here in Nashville here soon. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Gibbs family doesn't, choose to celebrate that we'll wait and see on that mm-hmm. but you know I, I just wish them nothing but the best in, in this off season. yeah that's yeah. about as much as i can say at this yeah. point there's yeah. absolutely it's, it's an unimaginable tragedy that's uh it's it's difficult to fully comprehend um i think even if you're going through it the way the gibbs family is right now it's just difficult to understand um but on that somber note uh Something happy did happen to the Gibbs family. Ty Gibbs is an Xfinity Series champion. He bested the three junior motorsports cars and drivers that he was competing with all week long. Uh, Noah Gregson maybe playing mind games a little bit, just saying straight up how he just doesn't like Ty. They don't get along. He's just saying what everyone else is too afraid to say or whatever. Um, But, I mean, I guess we can keep this pretty simple because I know we've kind of gone over time. Uh, Jarrett, I mean, I know it wasn't a popular win at the time. Lots of booze Mm -hmm. raining down, but... I think Ty Gibbs is a deserving champion. You can hate what he did at Martinsville yeah. and still say he deserves this. As I think it was between him and Gregson. Gregson maybe had a slightly better year statistically, but Gibbs was right there step for step most of the season. What do you think? I had, uh, you know, I think last last week when we talked about the whole Martinsville stuff, that like even prefacing before we even talked about it, I and I think all of us had, had said like the kid is a hell of a talent. Like, he he yes he might have the best car out there, but you you've seen drivers before that have the best car out there and they don't utilize it or they run like tenth. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was his most impressive win ever to have Noah Gregson, which I will say this also I was impressed with Noah how he was able to change his lineup through that finish and be able to uh, run him down even with the lap traffic everything like that. Uh, and, and I'm also will say I'm glad that because for a split second I thought Sam Mayer was gonna 
do something <laughs> that he shouldn't. He 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 didn't and, give him too much room though. And, but yeah, he didn't no, he didn't. But that. he raced him hard. Yeah, but he did. He didn't race him. You know, he raced him clean. And that's what I can ask with it. It, it honestly, what it reminds me of is the battle, uh, vice versa, I believe, between Noah Gregson and Ty Gibbs at Pocono. Yeah, like that's what it reminds me of. And I hope so badly that both of them are successful enough in Cup to have a battle in Cup like that because that do was you, that was a masterclass of Xfinity mm-hmm. driving on Saturday. Do you guys remember back in 2016? When we saw Kyle Larson get his first win at Michigan, he had to outdoor Chase Elliott to get that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a situation down the road, whether it's next year and years prior, where we see a cup battle between Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson coming down to it, because that would be very epic in the mm-hmm. cup series. Yeah. yeah. And really, the other championship four contenders too. I mean, what what more can you say? I mean, Justin Allgaier put up a um, a, um, a a much better fight than I think a lot of us were. Uh, yeah, he was good. You know, yeah, he was, I mean, he was just, right there with them. He was holding uh, off Ty Gibbs at, at a, that, you know certain points during the race. At, yeah, the, it was really at, impressive. At the same time, though, you talk about Justin Allgaier. Man, when is he finally going to get yeah, it? Yeah, he's, he's becoming like Denny Hamlin of the Xfinity I think he's like yeah. 0 for 5 in championship mm-hmm. fours now. He's, yeah. he's Denny Light. I mean, he just, you, he you just keep, faded. You keep, you keep saying, okay, well, this this round's going from Xfinity to Cup. Maybe he can get it. Nope. Now, no. no. And you, you know what? what? It, was, it was looking promising at first, but then, yeah, he just faded in those final 25 to 20 laps there. It's kind of like what uh, Steve Wittart talked about yeah. a couple weeks back. It's like where you're owed nothing in NASCAR. Like no one owes you a thing. And it might seem like that, like a person's owed a win, mm-hmm. you know, Allgaier might be at this level for five, seven more years. And there's, it seems like there's always someone in the pipeline that's going to come back and, uh-huh. and take did, it from. Did we just make Eric so mad? He just left. Yeah. <laughs> there's always going to be someone a little bit better than him. Unfortunately, in the Xfinity series that pops up and yeah, still that's thunder. I, I hope at one point he does, but just as as a a driver in that series overall, he he fits the role Denny Hamlin fits right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll say this about those three drivers in particular: the the seven, the nine, and the fifty four racing up front. Like it was amazing watching them switch lines, try to find the clean air, try mm-hmm. to find the grip, try to find the the leftover grip strip from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, in my opinion, the most entertaining race of the weekend, and I, I, I don't know how you can translate anything from Xfinity to Cup nowadays. But whatever worked worked because that that was that was a worthy championship race. Whereas I don't think the other two races this weekend were. I we'll talk about Trucks I thought it was close, but no, Xfinity was the show. And sorry, I had to dip for a second because. My I was my eyes were tearing up from the smell of that fire suit. I had to oh go put, put it in the back in the other room. It's rough. Did it, get, did it get sprayed by a skunk or something? I don't know. It's it's, it's just I, it's been cramped in a moist box moist, basically for the moist. last two days. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, I, I missed the last couple of things y'all said, but I agree. The Xfinity race was probably the best race of the week, and uh, and congratulations to Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson. So close. He's another guy. He's been to this is his. Is this his second or third straight championship four appearance? Uh, I'm not exactly uh, sure, but I know he's been close. Second, I think. He goes into uh, you know his cup ride next year without an Xfinity championship, and we talked about how the Junior Motorsports 9 has a history of champions. Elliott, Reddick, I mean, Gregson's not going to be on that list. Uh, so, well, I don't know. But uh, Josh uh, Berry, though, what happened to him, though, man? He just, just yeah. pushed it too hard. I mean, he, yeah. he, 
he wasn't he was the fourth best team in car all all race and mm-hmm. to his credit he kept it up there with them but that last restart just pushed it Killed too it. hard in the in the pack and ultimately i think i think he fell back to 25th and made it back up to like 14th or 12th or something like it was really impressive what he did so yeah. here here is a fun fact here next year is going to be kind of like uh i guess what 2020 was supposed to be because we had in 2019 for the Xfinity series, we had, you know, the big three, they battled it out for the championship. Plus Allgaier was there. Uh, we're, we're losing three key figures of the Xfinity series from this year. Uh, Ty Gibbs, uh, well, we're going to say likely Ty Gibbs. This one's not confirmed, but likely Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson confirmed, as you confirmed all uh, supposed to be going to the cup series next year. That was 19 of the diff of the wins this year for the Xfinity series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, was, was those three guys alone. So. And if you, if you, if you factor in, uh, you know, other guys who were just like cup drivers coming in and taking a win majority of this year's wins were, were next year's cup series guys. Um, it's going to be an opportunity for some of these younger drivers to step up. I mean, like a Sam Mayer, who I think would take a big jump next so, year. Yeah. Who do you guys of the Xfinity series? Who, who, who shows up? Who steps up next year? Sam Brandon Jones. I like Brandon the Brandon Jones, Jones pick. Oh, yeah, Brandon Jones. That's a good pick. I like him. Sam Mayer a lot, but I, it just he feels like he just makes too many mistakes or things go wrong. I, I'm not confident. I actually think Riley Herbst, assuming he comes back next year, I, I think he wins a race. I'm not sure he goes mm-hmm. like super with, like championship four, but I think he wins a race or two. With with that much of the talent from this year going away. Yeah, I mean he, he he's got a chance to, to get a win. Like like not no disrespect to the Xfinity series, but it's gonna be easy. It, it's gonna be less competitive next year. Or I will say the talent mm. will be less next year, at least at the start, um, than it was this year. Uh, it'll remind me of when Here, a couple of years ago when Bell, Reddick, and Custer all left at the same time. Mm, it's gonna I, be similar to that. I had a thought come to my head with with KFB going to RCR, everyone knows he's he was great in a Joe Gibbs Xfinity car. Let's give him a challenge. Let's put him in an RCR Xfinity car is, for a few races. Is he even going to run Xfinity next year? Like, do you, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, probably not. But I would like to see it. Like, I just don't know. Does RCR have the resources to just give him a car here and there for whatever five, six races a, a year, whatever he's allowed to do? This is just an idea for the Xfinity series. Put him in the three car for a race. Ah, there you go. We, we brought <laughs> it out. Think... We brought it out one time for for Jeffrey Earnhardt. I don't, well, yeah. RC said that it would only have to be his family or an Earnhardt in that in the three car uh-huh. on any level. Um, I'll t- I'll bring out a name that none. I don't think any of us are thinking right now, but I think this person could really capitalize off of a weaker field, uh, because towards the end of the season, this driver was really really doing well. Why not Ryan Sieg? Like, why not Ryan Sieg maybe sneak in, win a race? There were times he was running top five, top eight, and now you take out the three biggest competition. Something happens to a JRM car or two up front, and all of a sudden the 39 car is a viable option to win, say, like a Texas race because they've been fast there in the past. And also, too, Mm -hmm. we have some more question marks, too, because... um, Parker Quigerman. Yeah, yeah, the hen too, and then also specifically in the Ford camp, we still don't know what um what um what Haley Deegan's plans are for next year officially. I'm glad so. you mentioned Parker Kligerman though. I think he could do something special. And the chat is reminding all of us because I'm a I'm an idiot. I forgot Kyle Busch retired from the Xfinity series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you know, I, 
Did he I really though? That, like, we don't know I, for sure. I, I, I wonder if that was under the impression he was going to say with JGR because now that he's on yeah. a different team, I mean, maybe he wants to see. Was he it might just like the, the challenge? Equipment? Yeah, there's, there's a mm-hmm. challenge there. I don't know. Um, if, 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 if there is that challenge, I would be curious if he decided to come up for a race in RCR. Oh, car. oh and I almost, I, I almost forgot Chandler Smith. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, I think it's gonna it's gonna look really different. Um. I I'm I want to see how some of these guys who are in the truck series, even if they come up for part time runs, yeah, I I would like to see if Haley Deegan can replicate what she did, or uh, Corey if, Heim too. Corey Heim, like mm-hmm. I I feel like you know I'd like to see Zane Smith in a couple of these races. How many wins? How many wins did Austin Hill get this year? Was it two? Just Super Speedways? Uh, I probably got three. Did he get a third one? I, I know he got at least two on Super Speedways. I don't know if he got a third, but either way, I you know you never know. Austin Hill could do something see, fun. I see a few Landon Castles in the chat, but I'm like, I mean, I got to see a little bit more right out the gate. I, I was no, a little bit. Yeah. Year, hey, you know? I, was, got two. I, I was actually, okay. I was actually shocked that Castle was given another year, but at the same time, this might be his make or break year to, to, yeah. get, to get a win or they're going to move on. Yeah. I mean, they might have to move on uh, the way yeah. the economy is overall. I don't know oh, if yeah. a uh, crypto sponsor is exactly going to be yeah. substantial. They said he's coming back longer. next year. Did they say Voyager's coming back? I They're the ones that got confirmed. him that right. I think I'm, I'm skeptical, but who, who knows? I don't. We'll see. Um, moving on because we're at 90 minutes and we haven't even gotten to the truck race yet. <laughs> well, to be uh, fair, we don't have much. I know. Yeah, yeah, we don't have much else to talk about. This has been a good show so far. I've enjoyed it. At least I always enjoy talking Same. to you guys. This has been a good yeah. time. Uh, but let's get to the truck race because we do have to get to our first super chat stage break. I know there's a lot of people waiting on those. Um, Zane Smith, third time is the charm. Third championship, four appearance in a row. He finally gets it done. I think he'd finished second in points each of the last two years. This year, he is the champion. Uh, we didn't really, I don't think we've said this yet, but all three champions started on the pole. Zane Smith got that streak started on Friday night. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a really good race. Uh, up front, you had, I think you had all four of the championship guys kind of racing near each other for the lead late in this race. You had Ty Majeski. I think he was trying to pass. Chandler Smith on the inside worked really hard and just overstepped it and no, spun out. I, I think he was trying to pass uh, Rhodes, actually. Was it Rhodes? I, I don't remember. I knew he was trying to pass no, somebody I, I for a second. There was, there was two orange co- trucks in the lead. I remember that. that then it might have been Rhodes. But either way, that was like, you know, I hate to see Majeski spin because while he wasn't my pick, I wanted to see Majeski have a real shot. And he did. But it was cool to see them racing so on the edge of control that someone actually overstepped it and spun out. Like, it, yeah. I thought, it, like, you mentioned Xfinity, I agree, probably the best racing of the weekend. But trucks were a close second in my book. Oh, but, it was uh, Zane Smith who was trying to pass. Because at, oh, at the time, it was Ben Rhodes in the league. Oh, oh yeah, because Zane, uh, yeah, Zane Smith had the fresh so right. tires. As, yeah. as the week has gone on and the weekend went on, I, I've become more and more in the minority on this thought. I, I thought only the last 15 laps were really that good. I thought yeah. the lead up, for the most part, was just sort of okay phoenix racing i thought it was better that was better in the cup race full yeah. through and through better yeah. um it was but I didn't started think it was started way too late though so. i think what made the end of the race yeah yeah i agree with that i think what made the end of the race really interesting was like the differing strategies of tires that would to me yeah because because time and jesky i think he took either none or two and that's how we got out front and then he just wheeled that thing until he finally spun it into the inside wall. I thought that was I, I thought it was a hell of a finish to watch those guys with differing tires, differing strategies go out there and have you know, the ones with older tires had to hold hold off the charging guys with fresher tires. Saying Smith was probably the, I would say he was the best guy out there 
um but still they made it a race like it's, it's peak truck series those last 15 laps yeah. and zane smith this is redemption for him too last year he makes a championship four but remember he was about to be out of the ride it looked like but i mean but um also remember too at the time we didn't know that you know he had to deal in in place with chip ganassi right before yeah. you know, they were bought out and stuff so then that you know scattered all his plans and then all of a sudden you know todd gillen moves up to the um um to the cup series and then um front row motorsports like hey we got a ride open and then he gets in the forward program and he's scheduled to make some cup series starts for them in the future and yeah then a year later he beats uh ben rhodes for the championship so, good point by yeah, isaac good story by isaac here in the chat this is front row motorsports first championship yeah they've been in the sport for for decades for a while man really since my childhood since i first started watching yeah yeah so it's good to see them finally be nascar champions and you know hopefully will this maybe translate to cup in the future maybe i don't know but they have a good driver in the pipeline i i i do gotta say though their their cup driver what was what was mcdowell doing when he got up in the bowman like that oh yeah i i even ripped on mcdowell for that one like i was like i was like dude what do you You know that that was as egregious as the one in the all-star race with bubba but what i found funny about this too is i actually saw him get into a similar incident and um in the same iRacing lobby as me at at las vegas (laughs) a month ago that's right you told me it was the same it was the same accident basically but he was the one who basically turned himself but this time he turned someone he uh, he needed he needed to impose McDowell's supremacy on Bowman in that moment. Oh dang! Bowman just came back from a concussion like <laughs> system. Needed, well, I needed to remind him. He needed oh to remind him. Uh, from, from what I understand, though, I think Alex seems to be doing okay after that race. So. That was that you was. Know, was air- oh, go I ahead. Just you know, it's funny as hell. <laughs> Blake Harris's first day at Hendrick might be fixing <laughs> that car. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> i just thought of that that's that, that, be like sorry he, 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 he's on the radio like, hey give me something to do next week mm. <laughs> and weren't those the only two drivers who were from phoenix basically the both from arizona team. i know yeah, and, yeah they happened they happened to get into the wreck together too yeah what are the odds yeah ironic but well, yeah, no. front row. Yeah. yeah, what a camping. way to end the camping world era of the truck series with craftsman coming back next year i'm excited um but you know, mm-hmm. it was another truck series season. Had its had its messy lows, but had some serious highs. I think ended on a high note with this race. Congrats to Zane Smith. I know a lot of folks yep. in the garage very high on Zane. Like he's got real potential. Remember when he was running a part time Xfinity schedule for JRM mm-hmm. like three years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, dude's he's hopefully going places. He start, certainly and, got the right people's attention. And also one final thing too. This was the longest playoffs of the NASCAR season. We started in late July and ended in the beginning of wow. November. Wow. They had lots of vacation time. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was so spread out. But hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen anymore. Well, I think it'll happen again next year, I think. But that's we'll a little see. shorter. Okay. Well, Zane will have a chance to go back to back because I believe he's full time trucks again next year. Um, part part of part of me wonders uh after this championship. Could we say to expand to be a two truck operation? Because we're still not sure what's going to happen with Deegan. I mean, I would like yeah. to see Ford pump some more money into that team. I mean, yeah. they've certainly they proven themselves. I want to see more Fords in the Xfinity series. I'd rather front row or somebody start an Xfinity team. There's like two Fords in the yeah. whole Xfinity series, right? It's like that SHR's is, got a car, Sieg has one or two cars. Like yeah. there's like one in the back somewhere, I think. I don't know. That's about it, right? Need more Fords yeah. in Xfinity. Before we get to the lightning round, this episode is sponsored by Lionel Diecast. We've all got our final diecast to show off of the season. Uh, Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR. You can order or pre-order, in some cases, your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Uh, also, check out NASCAR Authentics, their latest wave at a Target or Walmart 
near you. I've got one of Matt Kenseth's first ever diecast, first ever schemes when he was in the Bush series with Robbie Reiser, Lycos. What a nice, simple black scheme. I, I figured I'd show this off. Danny, you've got Logano, our uh, series champion. Tell us about that yep. one. I've got the Champus here. This is the uh, 2021 Bristol Dirt Race race version. It's kind of hard to tell in the webcam here, but it's got a few of the markings from the uh, dirt uh, surface. It was more of a dusty surface that day, but yeah, it's got a few of those markings there. Darian, what's that there? You got some Dale Jr.? Yep, a Dale Jr. Authentics, uh, one of the newer ones that came out recently. So, yeah. Is that, the, have, is that uh, the car he ran? At, this. Is that from Martinsville this year or is that last it year? It is. Car? Nope, it is from Martinsville this year. Yep. Yep. And, and then, Jerry, I see a yellow roof. So, he must have a Logano car. That's why I just want to show it. Oh. No. No. But I, got, I've, I got this a couple weeks ago. McDowell Supremacy. Mm-hmm. McDowell Supremacy. Michael McDowell's 2021 Daytona 500 Elite. It's beautiful. There's damage on it. Don't matter because he got the Daytona 500. I got to be there. One of the most boring races I've ever and witnessed. Coldest, and coldest races I've ever been. The clouds yeah. fell upon us and we couldn't mm-hmm. see half the damn track or <laughs> race, but it was worth it to see Michael McDowell win. I I watched that race majority on a roof of the garage in the Daytona infield. Not a bad seat when there's not many people there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Thank you to Lionel for sponsoring the NASCAR Weekly Podcast all year long. Darian, it's your favorite time of the week. We've got Uh, a change in the weather. What time is it? Yes, for the final time in Season 5 of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Yeah, first off, we have Darian's mic completely going to the pearly gates as well. But in racing news, Road America has actually finished its repave. It took a about a month to do, according to Bob. Speed run. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Johnson has looking to run eight to ten races in 2023, starting with the Daytona 500. Eight to ten. And, that's that's a and, lot. Might as well go full time, Jimmy. Buy a charter. Kick Noah also, Gregson out. He hasn't taken over yet. You just run the 42. <laughs> and also, possibly if he's eligible, the North Wilkesboro All Star Race. He should be eligible, right? He is eligible. I think he was asked that a few weeks ago. I think they're talking about like they did with the clash and changing up rules for it, maybe Uh, to get more. Yeah. So who knows? Jimmy Johnson wants to attempt the 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 North Wilkesboro All Star Race. NASCAR will bend the rules to fit it. If 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 Dell Junior really wants to be in that, they'll make it happen. Yeah. We're just gonna see. It's it's, we're just gonna see a bunch of old people driving now. Kyle Busch says that uh, talks have dried up for him on a possible Indy 500 Coke 600 double, though, for 2023. Mm, interesting. Uh, Steve O'Donnell is saying that NASCAR is looking into some things with the aero package for next year's short tracks and road course packages, according to Bob. So there will be changes more than likely uh, before next year, which That's is good. Pr- pretty needed. Uh, 2023's Auto Club race has been confirmed for the one last race on the two mile configuration. They've already uh, started tearing down the, the grandstands and it's uh, pretty much confirmed. It will so be a short track. Originally it was said last year would be it, but now it's next year's race. will be the last one. Well, now they're actually tearing stuff down. It's like in the process. I, I, I just love this. You know, it's going to get repaved and suck for 15 years or get turned into a short track and possibly be good from the get go that, you know, I'll take that. Um, NASCAR is not pursuing a sponsor 
uh, title sponsor for the Chicago street race. Instead, NASCAR wants four founding partners at roughly 2 million annually, each including NBC's ad time, according to Adam Stern. So a different sponsorship model for a completely different. So that's, that's what they do for the NASCAR cup series. Currently they have four premier partners. Uh, NASCAR could expand into international racing as soon as 2024, and uh, they, they've said it's really not a matter of if, it's when they're going to get across the borders. Yeah, I think Adam Stern reported that today, that it's, it's not, it is not if, it is when, and, and 2024 but could be legitimate. By international, do we mean just going to Canada? Or Mexico. Uh, they talked about Mexico. It'll be North America. So I heard from someone credible this year that there was a very good chance Mexico City was going to happen in 2023. Obviously, that didn't happen. Well, I didn't go, I didn't go public with it because it wasn't verifiable, well, but it, they've been working hard at it. Well, here's something really big to bring up about Mexico City is that Mexico City actually, and actually like the city government's not happy about it. They have a, had a huge influx of people moving from America to Mexico City. So like, <laughs> How ironic. you've got your American audience too yeah. there. You know, just, yeah. no, I, I, it would be great funny. if they did Mexico City. I think the football field, the stadium co- uh, concept could be applied in Europe or maybe mm-hmm. also in Mexico or Canada somewhere. But yeah, you know, yeah. I, I've known for, I've heard at least for, like there was a chance something was going to happen this year. That was a while ago. Obviously, nothing came out I of think, it. But yeah, I think we all heard like around Road America that that was a possibility yeah. and just didn't, just didn't materialize. Happen. Yeah, but maybe twenty twenty four. KBM has confirmed that Chase Purdy will be in the number four and Jack Wood will be in the fifty one, driving oh, no. as like the anchor driver, uh, with different drivers subbing in and out of the fifty one. Oh, get so ready to he'll, he'll, yeah. Go ahead. He'll be like the the Corey Heim this year, more or less. Jack Wood, uh, he didn't really finish too many races this year, so hopefully he just finishes in that car, the truck next year. Like, no offense to the guy, but that was someone I could have forgot was ever on GMS last year. Yeah. Uh, and then last two things here, uh, the Nashville Fairgrounds project has progressed a bit further. Nothing too much, though, confirmed, but more steps could be taken to uh, have that race available in the future. One of the things that they're talked about is possibly having a uh, a cup race every other year confirmed once it's available and then um chicago street race general mission tickets are going on sale tomorrow reserve seats have went uh all re- have already started selling uh and they've started at 415 dollars a pop man yeah i think won't many say, people say me there many people myself included are waiting to see when the general admission go on sale and see what those mm-hmm. tickets start i'm sure they'll still be you know maybe a little more expensive than your average nascar weekend at you know say kansas or something but um, but there are a lot of people that were kind of making comments that like, Hey, for street races, you know, it may be nice to have a grandstand ticket, but I think you're going to get more fun, more value out of it. If you just get general admission, you walk around, you take in different mm-hmm. vantage points throughout the weekend, throughout the day. Um, so I think, I think when those tickets go on sale, I think you'll really see ears perk up because yeah, the current as reserved seating, some of the suites, yeah, those prices are kind of you know but- unattainable for the average fan for sure. By the way, uh, Noah Coleman was asking every other year in regards to the uh, fairgrounds. I want to say that's just like a bare minimum. Yeah, that means bare, bare, bare minimum over 30 years. It'd be every other year. So that basically that locks in 15 guaranteed years of races at the National Fairgrounds Speedway as long as it all progresses the way it's supposed to. More than likely, you would see them maybe consistently every year. That's not well, saying that's not saying it's locked in place. It would be every other year. It, it's just saying that's at least what it would be. They talked about the option being to go in, like even going back and forth between fairgrounds and super speedway too. So, 
that wouldn't be a bad idea. But I, I think there's a world where they can both coexist together. Personally, I think I think I don't know. I mean, they didn't sell out the super speedway this year. It's it, even, it'd be even, tough. Even Chase Elliott was like begging. That to was yeah. That was that was brutal. Did on y'all Elliott see? Too. Yeah. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to slam them like this, but did y'all see like National Fairgrounds records? I think Bob or somebody tweeted them out their attendance for the last year. Um, I was shocked that, and I know you were there, Darren, but I was shocked to see that only like four or 5,000 people went to the All-American 400, right? Well, well they did change the day. It, it, it the was day. a last-minute oh. decision on the day. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They did change the day. I, that they felt moved low. everything to Saturday. It, it was, they, yeah. looked, they listed out their, their four biggest events, and the SRX race, um, which we were all at, was like by far their biggest attendant, attendant mm-hmm. highest attended race of the year. I forgot about the date change. And, probably a and, right. and the one before, the SRX before was even more people than what yeah. you saw for that one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm optimistic. Off topic, sort of, kind of, but I don't know if she's watching this. My girlfriend just texted me. I want to go to the LA Clash and I want to go to the Chicago Street Race next year. <laughs> I don't know if she's well, watching, but she just texted me that out of the blue. She never texts me about NASCAR unless well, I initiate you, the conversation. You, so. you went to the Clash last year. You're going again. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I was already planning we, to go again. Uh, my sister we're gonna be up for the Angeles, fourth. so maybe I'll be able to we're get gonna, her to go to her first race. <laughs> we're going to be up for the 4th of July anyway and uh, just outside Chicago, so... Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, better has Claudia said in regards to I guess the uh, the Las Vegas Formula One race, she said from the Music City Grand Prix experience, general admission <laughs> is not the way to go. And I kind of agree. If it was, oh, really? there's there, there, there's like fans where you can say anything. Interesting. Sorry, I had a, just had an, a buffer on my my OBS disconnected and then reconnected. I believe we're yes. Back. Apologies. Looks like people that. are saying some people are saying lag in the yeah, chat. Yeah, my bad. I literally I, my computer gave me a notification. They could probably even hear the little doom over the stream. Uh, but yeah. uh, I, it's it's back now. I've never had that happen. Right. It just it just gave it me didn't even lag on my end, so it's yeah, good for me. I think so. it lagged oh, for good. five Bang. seconds, and now we're back. So sorry about that, guys. Um, but that's you know a little lag is a good way to end the lightning round. I think a little electrical issue, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and for the final time this season, that'll do it for this edition of the Lightning Round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show. Before we get into our final couple of topics, uh, this episode is sponsored by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and much, much more. It's great for do-it-yourselfers all the way up to professional metalworkers. Forney has everything you need for your next project. I was actually at uh, my local Ace Hardware earlier today, and I saw some things with the uh, the good old Forney logo uh, mm-hmm. out on display. Um, so it was pretty cool to see them out in the wild. So be sure to shop all of Forney's top-of-the-line products online at forneyind.com or head to maybe one of your local stores. You might be able to find an authorized Forney dealer near you as well. Their link is down in the description below. Uh, thank you to Forney for continuing to sponsor the show all year long. Uh, both Forney and Lionel, as well as the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, actually rode with us on the car at Phoenix this past weekend as mm-hmm. associate contingency sponsors. So um, really, truly appreciate their support, uh, not only of Out of the Group, but of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, on that note, gentlemen, we really only have one big story this week so far to sort of touch on and give our takes on a little bit. Um, but today, the start times for all the truck Xfinity and Cup races next year were released. Uh, we have a few highlights here. I'm going to do my best to run through them because I don't have a nice, beautiful graphic to throw up on uh, screen and, and highlight all these changes for you. But what was notable is that this is the most 
network races, which means races on Fox or big NBC, um, since 2009, since like the first years of the car tomorrow with the big wing on it. Um, I believe there's one additional network race this year compared like next year compared to this year. So that's an improvement. Um, Jared, I know you tweeted earlier and I thought this was a really good observation that uh, a lot of tracks without lights like Dover, New Hampshire, Pocono, um, rather than starting at 3 p.m. Eastern, like a lot of races, they're starting at like 2 or 2.30 Eastern time, a little earlier in the day. You noted, I think, did you say Dover started like 4 this this year? Yeah. Went up against darkness, Not hopefully not going to be the case next year. So I think that's a good change. Yeah, I, I, like, the, I like the idea there with that. I, I like that um, at the end of the year, they had races starting at 2 o'clock the way they did this year, somewhere with like Talladega. So we're not going to run that issue. Um, I like the, I, I, I like the moves overall with the start times for the most part. Um, also a, we can mention the Sunday nights too, yeah, that gonna, NASCAR does historically good on those nights. Yeah. So Nashville, the ally 400 has been moved to a later Sunday evening start mm-hmm. Chicago street. Uh, what time did they get? Five, six, five thirty. Five thirty. So that's going to yep. go into the evening, which will be really interesting. Um, and Atlanta, were both Atlanta races moved to night races or just one? Just one. Just, just one. one. They're both 400 the, miles, though. The, that's interesting. The spring, the spring one is fine in the daytime. It's it's kind of, it's honestly kind of cold that time of year. Me, me and the, we, me and Claudia camped at that race, and we woke up to 30-something degrees. It was really cold that morning, so I think you wouldn't want to have a night race for the spring. I know the Clash uh, will, for one, be on Fox this year. Um, was also Again, moved. Yes. Was also moved. Oh yeah, it was on Fox this year, but it, it's been moved back a couple of hours. It'll be a, an evening race. It's on the West Coast, so I think it'll be getting dark during the main event. Um, but for uh, fans on the Central and Eastern time zones, it will be an evening race. Uh, what else? What other well, notable? I got one. Yeah, I go got one it. cool thing. Uh, so the what the thing that I like also is they moved Richmond to FS1. And Sonoma to Fox. So basically they switched channels of those two races. And there good. is a streak. There's a streak during the summer from Sonoma, Nashville, and Chicago, where we have three races in a row in the middle of the summer on either Big Fox or Big NBC. And then Nashville, Chicago, and Atlanta in the summer are three night races or evening races in a row. Um, so I, I like I like the idea of doing that too. And the Chicago street course is actually the added NBC race for this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I like it. Uh, one note is that North Wilkesboro will be on FS1. The all-star race at least will be on FS1. The truck race Saturday will actually be on Big mm-hmm. Fox. So if you don't have cable and you just want to see NASCAR North Wilkesboro, tune into the truck race. You'll be able yeah. to see that with an antenna. I, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do the same thing, though, that they did with The Clash. The Clash was originally going to yeah. be on FS1. They marketed it as that, and then it's because true. of the hype behind it. So if... If I'd, I'd say if you're fans, be respectful about it, but let them know, like, hey, put this on Big this. Fox. We will yeah. watch. Yeah, that, that's that is possible. Good point. I, that's what it got me distracted. I forgot or confused. I forgot that uh, the Clash was initially supposed to be on FS1. They moved it up to Fox. Um, so that's interesting. So there's some Xfinity races that will be on Big Fox. Their first Darlington race will be on Main Fox, and then later in the year, Michigan, Road America, Kansas, and Miami are all expected to be on Main NBC. So that's good for the Xfinity series. I mentioned trucks will have a, a, a race on main Fox for North Wilkesboro. So um, I don't know at first glance and grant, I haven't looked at the schedule. I haven't studied it as closely as I know, Jared, I think Jared's looked at it the closest amongst the four of us so far, but mm-hmm. glancing at it, I like it. There's no noon starts. It's still gonna be a lot of two and 3 PM Eastern starts, but I'm glad that they moved some of the important races that 
often go up against darkness. I'm glad they moved those up an hour. I think that's smart. That seems logical. Uh, Dave, I'm happy David Land is punching the air right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like well, no, noon on the West Coast <laughs> for a I'll, lot of these here's, races. Here's something. And again, if the All-Star race gets moved, this will change into Fox. This changes it too. Um, the longest streaks of the season. There was only three long streaks on cable. And when I say long, I really don't mean all that long. The, um, after Talladega, there's four weeks before the next Fox race uh, on the Coke, for the Coke 600. And then the summer after that three-week span, there's five races on USA Network between the Chicago Street Course and Indianapolis. And then the four races that start the playoffs between Daytona and Talladega. So they're really cut like because I remember early on in the contracts, NBCSN and FS1 would have like six to eight races in a row, and you just every all the hype would die. Mm. Uh, the way that NASCAR and the networks work together on this, I think, will really help a lot of people stay interested, especially in the summer where USA really flourished outside of the Fourth of July weekend. So, I you know if if they're able to keep some hype going, get these big events throughout the season instead of just right at the start, and then maybe like one here or there, but have Chicago in the middle, maybe get some, some stuff built up, have a, a night race at Atlanta. That'll, that'll be sure to get a lot of people in um, and, and Daytona not get rained out this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that it might look really, really favorable for NASCAR in a year that they need it to be favorable for viewership. I agree. I, I think the schedule make will bode well for the numbers if you're a numbers person at stats person i think this schedule was built was structured to maximize those so um, i think nascar knew what they were doing i think they got what they probably wanted um we'll just see how it pans out i don't know I, overall i'm okay with it i knew it was realistic going in and i still feel like i was pleasantly surprised by some of the, the minor changes in this case so um on that note i know we've just hit the two hour mark we've effectively I mean, we've talked Phoenix to death. We've talked a lot about this season already, but I think maybe before we get into our final super chat stage break, let's just discuss the historic year that was 2022. You know, much has been made already of the 19 different winners. That was a big deal. That was a big positive, but there are also some big negatives. This next gen car while racing great at intermediates, some positive surprises there. It had some negative issues that cropped up from fires in the cockpit to um, wheels falling off, four race suspensions for crew guys and crew chiefs left and right to the safety concerns that came from specifically rear impacts. Kurt Busch had to miss most of the second half. Bowman had to miss most of the playoffs. Uh, more recently, Tyler Reddick had to get out of a car mid-race. NASCAR has changes planned that they're going to implement in time for next year. Will they be enough? We don't know. But I guess in so many words, and I understand this segment might be a bit rambly, but uh, starting with you, Jarrett, how will you most remember the 2022 season? Ah, uh, man, it, it feels it's because of all you talked about and more. There's such a loaded question with that, but yeah, I know it's full. <laughs> I, I, a roller coaster, man. I mean, there, I don't think that there was really until this week being the first week of the off season. I don't think there's really been like downtime much because the start of the season had all the crazy racing, you know, all these crazy things, getting used to the new car, um, the, the highs and the lows of that. Uh, but then you get into the summer and you have everything from Kyle Busch possibly what at the, I remember at the time I was like, not a chance. Kyle Busch is out of that 18 car. You have that entire arc happen over the summer. You have, 
you know, the, the, the crazy rumors come out about like, you know, NASCAR could try an electric series. Dodge could come into this thing. <laughs> there's, there's Tony Stewart's taking jabs nonstop. The Truex safety contract. issues. Truex contract. The, the safety issues. You have so many of these things happen. Then in the playoffs, you, you have, um, you know, there, there's people talking back and forth, all the, all the playoff talk they always have. You have more people come to the track than in the last, what, 10 years? Yeah, attendance you know, maybe was through the roof. Yeah, and 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 you, know, you have the stuff with with giant penalties nonstop. Uh, Bubba, ha- you know, and, and Kyle Larson, the the, the 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 championship fight. You have the announcement of the Chicago Street Course this season, on and off the track, has probably been the most full and dense season to to do, be paying attention. Like that, that would be my description: a roller coaster that is so like a dense roller coaster. Is what it's I been. like that word dense. I was afraid you were going to say all that just to say it was chaotic. And I was going to go that word. Overused. No, I like it. Dense. That's good. That's a good word to use. There was really no, I feel like the season really picked up. I think it was in April when Kyle Bush gave that, those first comments. How do you feel about your contract for next year? Ask Joe Gibbs. I feel like that was yeah. the start of it. Yeah. From there, I mean, we'd already had some good racing beforehand, but from there till now, it has been a nonstop roller coaster of news. You mentioned a bunch of things. I'll add on to it. Tyler Reddick announcing over a Zoom call that he's going to Toyota, mm-hmm. not next year, yes. but the year after. Obviously, things have changed since. But like, yeah. where did that come from? Like, this year's just just full of moments like that that I think we'll look back at. There, there's there's several moments that I feel like we'll look back at in 20 years if Twitter's still around. Um, there will be tweets that say like, "Remember when? Like, did can you guys believe this happened?" And uh, and we'll all look back and say, "Yeah." That year was crazy. <laughs> this is random, but I was at the 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 world premiere of Rowdy back this summer, and everyone thought it was weird. Like, why did you? Why they got a documentary coming out while he's still in the prime of his career? Now it all kind of makes more sense. Like that was literally capping off his entire historic run up to up to the end of Joe Gibbs Racing. Basically, that whole movie was, and uh, yeah. you know that that was just kind of just having having to be able to be there live. I mean, uh, it, it's funny like. Kyle Bush was sitting right the row behind me, like four or five seats over. So every now and then I'm just kind of like look back over and be like, you could just tell he was like, you know, just kind of like you could just see on his face. Like he's like, it's like, it's like he knew deep down, like this is, this is, this is it. This is how the story ends of Joe Gibbs a little bit. Yeah. It ends up working out that way. Yeah. I mean, this season um, is certainly interesting for sure. You know, unfortunately, unfortunately it has a bit of a, it has, um, a bit of a bitter taste in uh, fans mouths just because of like you know some of the things that went down towards the end of the season with the safety concerns drivers being out and stuff like that but then before that some were arguing like oh is this like you know arguably you know the best season in nascar history i wouldn't say it's the best but it's certainly like i mean it's sort of it can sort of be in the conversation i mean the first year of this next gen car you had 19 different winners so much parody and then you know a lot of the off the track stuff too is really what push this season up there in my opinion too just with all the chaotic stuff that oh god dang it i said it my ah! just with all the crazy stuff that's happened you know with the drivers and you know the silly season news well, and all just, that I, stuff i think kind of at the core of all this also is there's the year began with not enough communication between drivers and the teams and nascar and i think and now, that kind of come that come to a blow at some point this yeah, year too i think mm-hmm. now they're having weekly safety meetings at the end of the year the teams are now becoming outspoken about the next tv contract and getting the right revenue split i, I just think over the course of this year you know a lot of this grew out of existing problems but i think it's 
good that there's so much communication, like like positive and negative communication. But the fact that there is this much communication, I think much of, not all of, but much of the veil that previously existed between the inner workings of NASCAR and the fans, I think a lot of that has been lifted. There's a lot of obviously great reporters out there that uncover some of that for us. But uh, I just think naturally drivers being more outspoken, teams being more outspoken. I think fans now have a clearer picture of what the sport is, where it's going um, than they've had in a long, long time. And I think there's, I think some credit is owed to NASCAR leadership. Uh, I'm talking specifically about guys like Steve Phelps for, I think, welcoming a lot of that and not actively trying to shut all of it down. Um, I don't know. I think that's another way this season will be remembered is that, you know, drivers like Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, especially emerged as vocal leaders. Like, you know, we had Tony Stewart who was vocal. I'm not sure he was always the best leader of the garage, but he was at least vocal. Now I think you have at least two or three drivers who have, stake long-term stakes in the sport keselowski's an owner hamlin's an owner you know harvick he has a company that represents drivers you know his son's racing like you have drivers with stakes in this sport that feel comfortable speaking their mind and i think are some of the right people to have speaking their mind and talking to nascar about issues jeff burton's in the mix as well you know i think that's another way the season will be remembered in a positive respect long term it's going to be that that's going to be really instrumental into how we hear about what's going on with the broadcasting rights post 2024 with, with them negotiating it next year. And I think like th- this, I, I, I don't want to say that some of the mayhem we've seen back and forth between drivers and, and, uh, and the sanctioning body, I don't want to say it's over just yet. And the teams, especially just because I think it, I think we're hitting a lull. I think it, we're like at the eye of the storm we're about to like it's about to ramp back up next year when you have so many people you have outside players helping out the teams and you have so many different pl- ways of of pulling on on the broadcasting rights and and who gets what money that I think that next year I I almost think that maybe we won't have as many crazy stories come out throughout the year that we did like this year but we're going to have like some big overarching stories to talk about throughout a lot of the summer. I don't think I I'll put it like this. I think 2022 for me is solidified that I don't think when it comes to silly season, we're ever just going to see that summer lull again with NASCAR drama, at least not for a long time, because we've seen it ramp up year after year where you don't know who's going where you don't know what, what direction NASCAR is doing with what the season, the schedule every couple of years. Now it seems like what Phelps and, and Ben Kennedy are really aiming to do is completely shuffle the schedule up so that it's something new each time you're, you're not going to get the way it used to be. Like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it used to be where you might get one big story a summer. Now you might get a big story every couple weeks, every two or three weeks in the summer. And I think we're going to see that ramp up a ton from, next year. And it's set up by what we've seen this year from the content creation side of things. You guys know that what we do is, is kind of our, it's kind of it's, it's our it's our it's our well, business a little bit. And, well, sure. and help. It's good to have things to talk about. I think whether you're doing this as a yeah. job or just a fan invested, I think it's fun to have it's, things to talk. It's about. It's good from this end of it, but at the same time, I can understand how some people could get tired of that too. I mean, it can be exhausting at times. I thought things were going for a lull, and then Jimmy Johnson decided to buy part of Richard Petty's team. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. where, where the hell did that come from? This, I thought all the stories were done at that point. And that thank point. you, Irvin Alvarado, for the massive super chat. Uh, that, that's a kind of a good segue. I thought you were joking. <laughs> um, yeah, when he said it last week. That's right. Uh, we really appreciate it. We will get to those in just a few minutes. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think this year, I agree with what you said, Jared. I think we're going to continue to see big bombshells. It feels like since the COVID year, 2020, there's just every week, it felt like there was something new. Like NASCAR's yeah. doing what? They can do that? Yeah. And then 2021, 2022, we keep thinking it'll slow down. Things are back to normal, so to speak. So is NASCAR, right? It can't be that crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, every week, something new, good yeah. or bad. Um, but I'm optimistic for 2023. I think we all are, at least cautiously, some bold, um, risky you know, things being tried, but, uh, you know, I, I think I like where NASCAR leadership is trying to take the sport. Time will tell if fans resonate with it, if drivers are uh, comfortable with it, if teams can make it work from a business standpoint, but, uh, I at least like the idea, I guess on that note, closing thoughts, <sighs> gentlemen, another season, Jared yeah. is outski. He's, he's already done. I know, I know we've gone a little late for him. It's past his bedtime. I understand. I respect yeah. it. Um, but yeah, Man, it's been an what- honor. Where do I start, man? It's just every, like, we've been doing this for half a decade now. Five five years, five seasons, finally comes to a close. I don't know, like, these finales are always, like, bittersweet for me and stuff. Because, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just, we've been doing this for so long and stuff. So, like, you know, um, um, uh, during the off-season months when there's really, you know, no other news and stuff. And when we're not doing the show, it feels so weird now not doing this podcast uh, every single week. So, just thank y'all for making it fun, whoever's watching, and especially you guys for uh, making this fun to, to be a part of, too. We accomplished a lot this year. Um, finished out the year strong, of course, with uh, Eric's deal and stuff. That was awesome to see um, to end the season. And I can't wait to see y'all for season six. Wow. Season six. Sure. What's been a hell of a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I love the cigar. I got it. The smoke detector goes off. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you didn't think about that? <laughs> I, I, I forgot one was in here. Oh, no. All right, we're here and go off. That's how we're going we're gonna to We're going to come back, and you're just going to hear beep, yeah. beep, You're, you're, you're going to tell us after the chat, like, your, your uh, landlord's like, uh, yeah, you're going to get a fine for smoking oh, in I'm your I'm just apartment. hoping the sprinklers don't no, they, destroy his yeah. PC. <laughs> No, the, oh, there's no sprinklers in here. It's, right. I'm not that upscale. No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, they actually just came in and did a uh, a routine check today, so I don't have to worry for six months. Oh, you <laughs> get you get checks in your part. I haven't gotten a single. Yeah, time. yeah, they, they check whether I I want them to come in or not. It's but... oh, it's lawless God. in Darian's apartment. Cody Workman just sent a super chat. <laughs> said, "Love cheering Chastain on. Gave us people here in Southwest Florida something to cheer for this past month. Great season, y'all. That's awesome. Love that." Uh... Chastain. I should probably take that smoke detector off if we stay on air much longer. Are you allowed to take, yeah. take those? I don't know how smoke detectors work. We can do it to fix them, and I'll, I'll fix it for a moment. Okay, that yeah. that sounds good. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess on that note, I was going to have everyone kind of give their final thoughts. Darian gave his. Uh, Jared, do, do are we do we need to rush out of here? No, no, no. If it goes off, I'll mute myself. Oh, <laughs> the show must go on. Well, we can tell how Jared feels about making it through five seasons of NWP, Danny. How about you? It's been an honor serving alongside it, you. It has been an honor. <laughs> Make it sound like we're saying goodbye. I don't know why I said uh, it like that. Well, in a way, it is like so. You guys all live in Tennessee now. Y'all all live like within like five, ten minutes of each other. And we're going to a game this weekend. I live in Space City, yeah. Texas. Um, so I don't know when I'll see you guys next in person. Probably not until next yeah. year, at the very least. So, well, yeah. when, when we start, uh, yeah. when we start preparing for season yeah. six, we'll I mean, we, we talk, we talk every, you know, we talk in our group chat almost every day. We'll, we'll probably yeah. we'll be on some Zoom call. We'll talk. Hopefully, we can have. But hopefully, we've we've been doing pretty good this over the last few seasons. Hopefully, we can try to make at least one show a year where we're in person, like we have been here lately. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, but. 
I'm sorry, Danny. I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. It, it, but it does feel like goodbye in a way. I look forward to these Wednesday nights every week. So, well, you know, we'll we'll all. That's why we have our our Twitter group chat. We'll we'll keep in touch with each other that way. Yeah, but we we got till February first, so we got like three months basically of not having all of our friends in the chat with us. I hate that the, the, you say friends in the chat. They're literally rooting for the smoke detector to go off. Yeah. <laughs> I love you too, guys. Are love they you too. Our friends. Um, well, I just got a t- another text from my dad. He's coming in clutch again, saying that it was a cigar. The uh, smoke detector shouldn't go off, so oh, they might okay. have to wait a while. Uh, okay. okay. Well, um, I won't keep anyone here any longer. Oh, Groovy Goose does ask, "What are y'all's off-season plans? Do we oh, have so anything to share? Content, putting out content, content, yeah. content." Uh, th- this past week, I tried a new live stream series on my channel, and I'm thinking about maybe not doing it every week so far in the off season, but maybe every two weeks might continue that. We talk a little bit of NASCAR, and as long as everyone can be on the best behavior like they were this past one, uh, maybe we'll do a little call in live stream. Let you guys know. Just it's, it's nice to talk about. We talk to these guys all the time, but it's nice to talk to other NASCAR fans every now and again about about NASCAR and what they want to talk about. So yeah. that's my plans there's other there's tons of videos i've got planned that i just ain't had time to sit down and research and write so i've got plenty of those i want to do and you guys know me i'm gonna be watching the vols i think the playoffs are still possible yes sir and as for me obviously you know the video stuff or whatever sorry for not up for not uploading for three weeks i go through those spurts where i'm like i don't have anything creative to make so i'll just wait until the end of the season so you'll see more of the uh, 2022 season recap videos and Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully I'll um, get to uh, go back home for Christmas too. It's been a while since I've been in Las Vegas. Over a year, wow, over a year. So hopefully I'll get to spend Christmas time with my family and stuff. But uh, I'll be seeing my uh, little cousin and my auntie for Thanksgiving. So yeah, just uh, spend time with the family. So, yeah. uh, I'll I'm gonna be doing a lot of videos and stuff like that. But uh, live stream wise, might be a little as you see a smoke. It's like as I was telling Jarrett. I'm a Tennessee fan. We're supposed to smoke a cigar after we beat Alabama. I don't smoke cigars. And also, I was busy working that night. So he's just doing it for me. It's a little light, but he's doing it for me. It's the first cigar I've, I've, I've uh, smoked in, since I've graduated high school. So it's been a while. Um, but no, I'm, I, uh, I might do a live stream here or there. I'm going to upgrade the setup. I think it would be pretty cool. But there's one I know for sure that's going to happen. I got to read... A NASCAR romance novel. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm yep. gonna go through with it. It's gonna be fun. Uh, but it, hey, I did find one from that Liz Allison wrote. I read some of it, and it is going to be a hoot. A um, hoot. A hoot. A hoot. Alabama uh, AB, not the other AB, the other AB. I, I, but, I, I wish I wish he could have found a way to use hoot during SRX races. Well, I, I will say I, I do know in 82 days. I will be uh, hosting the season six premiere, so oh, that yeah. should be fun. You know the day, and, down to the day. No, that's yeah, why you have perfect whole, attendance. My God, he's got, he's got the whole date Jared, and everything. How What's many? Date? How many days until we'll be on season seven, episode sixteen? How many days away is that? That far only. No, I, the season oh. six schedule for for NASCAR just fi- got finalized. So, and here I thought you were really something special. I can't believe this. <laughs> You're welcome, Eric. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, um, as for me, I don't, I mean, I'll be doing videos. My videos don't slow down, uh, in the off season much, if at all. Um, and then I got a lot of travel plans. I'll be visiting family, 
various family and friends over the next few weeks. I'll be all over the place. So looking forward to going to that Sooners game. I'm going to that Oklahoma, Oklahoma state game. Uh, That will be interesting. I've never been to a college football game in my life. So I'm excited to go. That's still, that still shocks me. I know you, I know you said you didn't have much school spirit, but you should at least went to a Texas game. So I lived my freshman year. I lived like, you know, in those big dorms that are like two blocks from the stadium. And Mm. like on Saturdays, I'd hear the cheers. People would be going, to the games and I would sit in my dorm room and watch the Xfinity race on my laptop. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. like me. I, I, skipped, you're, you're, I skipped my prom to go to, to watch a race. Oh my okay. goodness. Like, okay. Without giving away details, Jared went to a small school. You went to a big school. That yeah. shocks me. I just, I, I was there to get in, get my degree, get out and, and make some friends along Smart the way man. for sure. But I was, I was there for business reasons. <laughs> I, I got in and out in three and a half years. I was speed running that, that I didn't have time for any extracurriculars that weren't, I don't know that weren't NASCAR related. <laughs> um, Same. Anyway, a couple more super chats real quick. Uh, Latoya Cheetah said another one. By the way, Logano already has a, no, a new slogan. He's doing two and three in 23, two LA Coliseum clashes and three titles. Market town people. Wow, they are very confident um, over there. Groovy Goose, I want last word for 22. Love you guys and the chat. Thank you, Groovy Goose. It's very kind of you to say. Thank Rosh you. Crash Dane says, my off-season plans, F1, Chili Bowl, and the Rolex. Oh that's yeah, that one right season's there. not over yet. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, ooh, and then Latoya's sister, I believe, if I'm following the the meta correctly, the says, lore, the lore correctly says yes, but no, it'll be the 23 and 23. So I guess she's pulling for Bubba. Mm. Next year. Logano got ah. his. Bubba's got to get his next year. We'll um, see. So we'll see. <laughs> On that note, I guess we'll see you all in February. Jared said 82 days. You know exactly what day that is, Jared? Is it February like first? Feb. Feb- the first of February, first yeah. day. Two, that, one. Is that Groundhog's Day or is that February second? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. It, it, it don't matter what day it is. That's NWP day. It don't matter. Two, if one, two, three. It don't matter if he sees his shadow or done. Or done. We're gonna be here live on the iceberg in eighty-two days. Yeah. Thank you guys two, so one, much. Two, three. Thank you guys so much for five glorious seasons, five glorious years, and we can't wait for the next five. At least. Sayonara, y'all. Thanks for watching. See you next year. Goodbye. Get out. Leave. Very great. Holy moly. Take off. Yeah. It's guys. Thank you. Hell yeah. Great job, man. Now we got a crash. Cars spinning left and right. Buddy, let her rip. Rain like hell, baby. Oh my god, guys! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! You guys are the best! Yes, 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 yes! Oh, what a year! Toodaloo!